Welcome all to another episode of the Two Charming Pigs podcast. This week, Johnny and I finally watched and discussed Top Gun Maverick. We also delve into pornography and its evolution during our adolescence. And lastly, we ruminate on the psychological challenges that beautiful women go through as they get older. Now, help yourself to a fine tobacco product, fix yourself a drink, and please enjoy the show. Because I don't see your ugly fucking mug anymore, you fucking beautiful ogre. No, but I still have to look at your fucking picture of you looking off into space in front of a tree on your uh, Zoom profile. Oh, yeah. yeah, that is. That's a nice. That's a nice looking picture. Here, Greg, a tree. Is, here's for your real estate profile. After this, we're gonna go do some finger painting for the rest of the day and drink wine. Ooh, have fun! I want to be a realtor. I think that day was a fun day of drinking. My sister took the picture and we were just, you know, going down the strip, the retail strip, the fancy place, places, and I was getting drinks. Maybe went for oysters later that evening. Oysters mm. and Gibsons. Mm. Does your sister drink Gibsons with you? That's a good question. I don't know her stance on the martini slash Gibson. She's not a good drinker. She's not a heavy drinker. She's a lightweight. She's kind of a buzzkill, honestly, when it comes to alcohol. Why do you say? Like, in what way? Like, she gets partied out too quick, or she just doesn't do it, and it bums you out because you don't have somebody to drink with? She, 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 she shames you. Drink, drinking shames you. Whatever, in her own subtle oh. way. She's not like this abrasive uh, personality who gets in your face and says, you know, rude things or anything. But she has her her um way of just like yeah i you know disapproval just disapproval well geez greg you've had you've had six margaritas in 30 minutes are you sure you don't have a problem (laughs) like that like that yeah shit like that exactly righty tighty it's always a problem fuck shit up fuck shit up one time anyway so uh yeah, I used to love doing that bar hopping, day drinking. Oh, the best! But uh, yeah, alas, those days are far and few between now. Maybe they'll be back again. I don't know. The economy has to start doing a lot better. <laughs> yeah, that's a joke. Uh, that's a joke. Some people drink more when the economy goes bad. I drink less. Yeah, I think my uh, my yeah my day day drinking days are have come and gone. I think that's I told you when you had the kid. What did I tell you when you had the kid? What did I tell you? I know it's not you don't. I may have said it in a podcast. You probably did, and you don't need a moment to say I told you so or anything. And I'm fine with it. It's not like I. It's one of those things I was getting pretty burned out on anyway. Even tonight, I was thinking about. You know, I don't really even want a drink. I want a margarita, but I don't have the. Uh, I don't have limes and the specific uh, tequila that I wanted to make them with. So I said to hell with it. But I am having bourbon, by the way. I'm having some basil yeah. Hayden. But oh, good. So you got it to pick um, up in you this time. But 
but uh no i go through phases now even where i'm just like i think about giving up drinking just all together just because i wonder if it's sometimes a uh can be a, a negative outlet in life for some if not most it certainly it certainly can be i uh to be honest i've cut back my drinking dramatically because i just have too much shit to do the next day and if i get drunk i can't i just i'm laggy i just don't do it you start mm. off the day on the wrong foot and then it sets a precedent for the rest of the day to be a fuck fit the fuck tard fuckhead whatever and uh and so it's like well you know i want to get i have these daily requirements i ask for myself and to get them done i i, I really sh- can't get drunk you know i can't I shouldn't drink let alone get drunk definitely can't get drunk on a weekday or, mm-hmm. uh, or even a sunday except tomorrow is a holiday right so or tomorrow technically the holiday is today but we're observing tomorrow for it right which i work for uh local government and i don't have it off which is really strange why for whatever that reason the is city... racist as fuck yeah the That's city racist as vietnamese too man this the city even admitted that uh they're they're they not apologize. adopting it. I think it came out in an email and said we're not adopting this holiday this year. So wow. don't look they for really it. Hate, they really hate fathers, I guess, right? <laughs> fathers Day. <laughs> oh, I, I was thinking for day, by the way. I was thinking, thanks, man. I was thinking Juneteenth. Tomorrow's no, Juneteenth. I know. I know. I know. Oh, I know. That was, I was a joke. Fucking, yeah. That was get, a joke. Get, get quick, man. Get quick. Get I guess quick. you can't get quick. You're either born quick or you're not. Can't teach speed. You're born with it or you can't can't coach it hmm do you know what juneteenth is about uh yes it's commemorates the news of the end of the civil war and the freedom of the people reaching the southernmost cities uh sort of you're not exactly right specifically so juneteenth God. it was june 19th uh 1865 I believe, right? 1865. Yeah. I believe world, uh, the Civil War ended in April, April 2nd or something. Oh, we should look this up. I don't want to just start throwing numbers around. I think the Civil War ended April 1865, and it took till June 19th for the last slaves to get wind of it. So it's June 19th, 1865. The last, sl- the last, slaves and african slaves were finally freed so it took a few months or two months i suppose so let's find out april 9th 1865 april 9th okay thank you single digits i knew that i knew it was april and it was 1865 so eight, april 9th 1865 civil war ends emancipation emancipation proclamation it has to be observed by all the Confederate, 13 Confederate states. And it just took a while for the news to reach all of, uh, all of the Confederate states that the war was over and they lost, right? And so uh, the, the, this particular, these particular slaves, if it was a plantation, I doubt, maybe it was more of a ranch or a farm, but it was in Texas. And it finally reached in Texas because te- Texas was a Confederate state. One of the 13. And uh, I think it was 13, wasn't it? 13 states. But uh, yeah, they finally, uh, they finally 
It was 13 because California was the 30th state of the union, I believe, right? No, it was 32nd. So. No, no, California was the 32nd, wasn't it? I honestly don't remember, man. It's been a while for me. 18, 1850, 32nd state of the union. And the controversy started there. Because 1850, California became its own state. And the old rule was they would alternate with new states. But making, you know, okay, you want to be a new state, then uh, it's your turn to be a slave. Like, you'd be a slave state. They alternated. Okay, it's <laughs> your turn not to be a slave state. And California was up to be a slave state, and it didn't do it. So there was 15 states that, that had slavery, essentially. So I, I know one of the slave states for sure did not join the Confederacy. That was Kentucky. Kentucky was a slave state that did not join the Confederacy. Hmm. I believe Missouri was a slave state, and they did join the Confederacy, though. Maybe not. Let me talk. I don't know. See, I'm t- bringing all these historical facts as if they're facts, but I don't really know. Missouri. Yeah, and I never really asked, so... Because you're a fool. Confederate? Confederate Union. Anyway, is your... America uh... claims Missouri as a state, although Missouri officially remains a part of the Union. Uh, Confederacy admits, admits Missouri. Did Missouri side with the Union? Since Missouri had remained in the Union, it did not see an outside military occupation similar to that seen by other slave states during the, re- the Reconstruction era. So is your okay. office observing the day off the holiday tomorrow yeah. or no? Yeah, Are you? it is. Yeah. Huh. Surprising. We're California, of course. California. We're not a bunch of racist fucks like you up there in Montana. Hey, it's not Backward my hillbilly I, mountain. I, what are black people? That's you. That's you up there. I've never seen a black person in my life. I'm joking. It's her. <laughs> But I no, I'm surprised too. I I don't know why they're not observing it or why they decided, nah, nah. It is actually quite staggering. It's it's they're putting their foot down against it. It's like, oh, okay. Maybe there's just I, simply too many holidays. I, I was kind of I'm kind of wondering if it's something almost financially over, you know, any kind of uh any kind of like they don't want to pay for the parade every June 19th. <sighs> That's what this is. That's what it's all about. It's about money. It's not, a matter yeah. of, uh, it's not about personal preference. I'm yeah. I'm guessing it's it's coming down to a dollar amount, but I don't know. I really don't. Um, what else is it going to say? So you're observing it. You're going to do nothing, which is uh, you know, are the markets going to be open sh- tomorrow then? Uh, you you know stock exchanges? Yeah. No, no, they will not be. They'll be, they'll be observing Juneteenth on the twentieth. So it's kind of hmm. like, well, it's not even June. It's not even Juneteenth. Juneteenth is always the nineteenth. Today's doing it anyway. Fuck it. We're, we'll do it live. We'll do it live. I want to. I'm curious of how you how to how to celebrate Juneteenth. Juneteenth. Yeah, here we go. First thing. Uh. Opinion: How to celebrate Juneteenth? New York Times. Let's see what the New York Times has to say about this. Wow. Ah, Basil Hayden is so good. Touches the lips. It is. It's, it's that good whiskey dick, right? It's that good it's, whiskey dick. It's that smooth. You. It's so smooth. It makes me want to take my limp noodle 
and go shove it in my wife's poodle. I don't know. That's trying to rhyme, but that'll be the last time. My mother recalls going to Juneteenth celebration as a child in the 1950s. I think you should just, yeah. I always figured you guys had barbecue on Juneteenth. Summer, summer day holiday, right? Let's see ah. Celebrations as a child in the 1950s where some men would play baseball and others would play guitars and harps, where women would arrive with their own picnic spreads of fried chicken and fresh baked rolls, and her great uncle would barbecue a goat. I like that idea, eating a goat. She told me recently that she would just be excited to have a nice blouse and a gathered skirt and uh, that was starched and ironed in socks and sandals. Those skirts would often be made from the cloth of feed sacks. That was our dress-up day, she said. By the time I came along, those celebrations had died down. We remember the market, the marked and marked the day, but without much celebration. What are you reading? Some blacks loathed Juneteenth. To them, it meant celebrating the fact that even the news of freedom was late. Well, they didn't have the telephone back then. I guess they had the telegraph, though. They should have been able to get there. The Pony Express. It's pretty crazy to, that it took over two months to get to get uh, news. It's kind of like a, you heard about that uh, that old Japanese Imperial Japanese uh, soldier. Maybe there was oh. one or two who was, oh, he was stranded uh, on an still... island in the Pacific, and he didn't get word that World War II was over. He was like found in 18, 1965. He found out like twenty years later that they lost the war. He still thought it was on, and he was I... ready to die. <laughs> do you do you remember his name? No. Because I, I think I have but, I have heard that story before. Mm-hmm. Or I've heard of him. I can't remember his name. That's what kind of reminds me of like, oh, the news got to you late, you know. You still think you're you can practice your slavery. It's over. You know, it's over, dude. What's that in uh this is super random with that movie uh Cabin in the Woods? Stupid movie, but a couple of funny lines Deep. with uh Chris Hemsworth where they're in the is that cabin in the woods? I th- I think it is where they stop and there's like the hillbilly inbred guys. Yeah, nobody's been out there since the war. And they're like, which war? You know damn well which war. <laughs> and they have no idea what, what he's talking about. Cabin in I've never seen such a piece of shit movie. Cabin in it's t- the woods. Yeah, I'm just being my 2011. It has Chris Hemsworth in it. Okay, I've never heard of this. Fron Ed Prance. It's horrible. Richard Jenkins is in it, though. He's awesome. Um, dude, you know what isn't horrible, though? Tom because Gunn. Tom Gunn. Well, 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 Top Gay. Did you say Tom Gunn? I said Tom Gunn and Top Gay, yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Wow, I was going to say your Woods bottom. Has, has really my body? Thank you. This No, uh, your bottom gun is what I was going to say. Oh, bottom gun. Yeah. But, this has really high ratings. Seven Does out of ten really? on IB. Cabin of the Woods has seven out of ten IMDb. Seventy-eight percent of Google users like this movie. Rotten Tomatoes has a fresh ninety-two percent, but the Metacritic gives it seventy-two percent. Ninety-two Rotten Tomatoes seventy-two. So critics and and people, uh, the, the masses, love it all the same. Mm. Wow, really? So uh, never seen it. I think you can rent it, rent it on Apple Music for two or Apple TV for two bucks. It says. You should give it a watch, man. You might like it. I thought it was. But there's horrible. a guy with blades in his face that looks awful. I don't want to watch that. It's almost like a comedy horror, but uh, 
Yeah, it's kind of dark. But no, what I was getting at is I did see Top Gun today and they played a trailer for the new Thor. And oh my God, Natalie Portman in the new Thor. Looks like like a rat face. What is going on? She looks fucking amazing, dude. She's all like ripped and super hot. I've always thought Natalie Portman was hot, but you're kind of, you're an anti-semi, you're an anti-semitic prick, so. No, I'm not. I just don't like (laughs) Natalie Portman. I cannot like Natalie Portman and still not be an anti-semite, correct? Right. (laughs) That is correct. We probably shouldn't make those jokes because it's terrible. Uh, Yeah, why do you not like I grew up half Jewish, huh? Why do you Um, you not like my best friend growing up was half Jewish. I got very well accustomed in, uh, to the to the the traditions of Judaism, American Jewish Judaism, I suppose. But uh, why do I not, why do I not like Natalie Portman? Yeah, I think she's just like I, you know I, you know I pick certain there's just certain people that rub me the wrong way in Hollywood, and if they're in a movie, I don't watch it. Right? We talked about John Krasinski, Winona Ryder is another one. Ugh. Oh, you don't like Winona Ryder? Oh, I can't stand her. I can't stand looking at her face. I can't stand me looking hearing her voice. She's in a movie. I, I don't care if uh, it's if it's Spielberg directed and ten out of ten by every you know all the ratings are up. I can't watch it. Sorry, that's so funny. I I think personally, I think Natalie Portman is absolutely gorgeous. She's one of my top ten actresses. I do agree with you. I don't think you liked Anne Hathaway. I don't like most of the shit Anne Hathaway's in. I don't like her as an actress. I used I don't to like not like Anne Hathaway. I used to not oh. like Anne Hathaway. Oh, now you're she, switching she sides on me. me, huh? She swung now me after sw- Les Mis. Les Miserables. She, she, uh, oh. she, she, she swung me. That was a great Dude, That was a great performance. Now I'm you, were, you were so gay. I think 10 dicks just fell out of your mouth in that last sentence. Um <laughs> And I can't oh, stand. Oh, I am a uh, Victor Hugo fan. Fuck you. You know who I can't stand is Amy Schumer. I saw her. I think I was texting you last night. I saw that she has a new stand up, and I'm like, how is that person even doing stand up? She's fucking. She looks like a real life Miss Piggy. She should. The only thing she should be in is a real life Miss Piggy because she's annoying and she looks like a gross pig. I don't she think has. she's funny at all, man. I don't think she's funny at all. You know, uh, I think in the old prior podcast we did speak on amy schumer um and i think i did see a notification on my iphone from the netflix app that that mentioned it what's it called parental advisory uh whatever it's all amy schumer parental advisory something like that something yeah uh yeah i no interest in watching that i i watched when she was first coming up she had the inside amy schumer show on comedy central and then she had i think two specials coming off of that and they were really good. And I was a huge fan of hers. And then it came out that she was a joke thief. And it was so overwhelmingly undeniable that she still, she was just basically stealing jokes from other comedians. Uh, she was a fucking hack, you know? And uh, kind of took, took the shine off of it for me when Amy Schumer. And then after that was exposed, she wasn't really allowed to steal jokes anymore. And since then, her com- I, I gave one of her specials a shot. The one afterwards, it was dog shit. And I also just don't like her anymore after this, after finding out about that. And so I'm sure, I'm sure if she's not able to steal other people's great jokes, this, this is good. Because she was, before she was stealing jokes, 
she was just like on red eye on Fox News and just kind of trying to be uh, a pushing the envelope type of female comedian. Like, oh, she's raunchy. But one of those generic types of female comedians that get raunchy. However, she wasn't very good. And then out of nowhere, she just shot up and was super funny out of nowhere. And now it's all it's known. She's the Carlos Mencia of, of female comedians. Yeah. And maybe I got a filter for those bullshit artists because I just I've never liked her. I never really liked Carlos Mencia yeah. that I can think of. Um, yeah, and I don't think I just don't think never like Carlos Mencia. I never liked Carlos Mencia. This little uh, show on Comedy Central that, that never went for me. I never liked this shit ever. Amy Schumer's was good though, um, but she's a joke thief, and she's not actually that talented when it comes to comedy. Or creation of comedy and uh, yeah i think she's really put on the lbs if you know what i'm saying she is not aging well but she married her her dream man and started having babies or at least one baby certain women when uh they struggled to keep the the weight off you could see it in their face right mm-hmm. you know, she's prone to getting fat they have that one baby, and it's like, that's all she wrote. And they never recover. They never come back to their their hot, sexy selves they were before. If they were, hmm. Anyway, yeah. No, I don't like Natalie Portman. Just leave it at that. Hated Black Swan. That's the one she won the Academy Award for. Just don't mm. enjoy it. Just don't enjoy her work. I like looking that's at fair. her. That's so. fair. I, I disagree, but that's fair, man. You're allowed to feel how you feel. I know you probably secretly got some Amy Schumer nudes on your phone, so that's all That's all good. We can disagree. Now, uh, yeah, right. Right. No, it's really funny. You talk to her. She looks like uh, uh, Miss Piggy. That's not bad. That's pretty good, actually. That's a good one. The best, though, is, is from her show, Inside Amy Schumer, they do uh, – they do a parody of 12 Angry Men. You know that movie? No, 12, 12 Angry, Angry Men. Men. No. I think it's called 12 Angry Men. It's a Peter Fonda film. I think 1961 or 62, something like that. Ed Begley's in it too. Ed Begley Sr., that is. And um, they deliberate. for there, 12 Angry Men are 12 men that are in part of this jury that were in a jury for a murder trial. And the whole movie is shot during the deliberation. They're in the room in the deliberation. They never leave the room. And the beginning of this, the movie, it's everybody's like, all right, you guys, you ready to call this thing? Isn't it obvious this kid killed this dude? Yeah, yeah, let's take a vote right now, all right? Who thinks he did it? And then everybody raises their hand except for Peter Fonda. Or they go one by one. Everybody said, yeah, guilty, guilty, guilty. And Peter Fonda's like, I'm not ready to say guilty. I'm not saying he isn't guilty. I'm just saying I'm not ready to say that he that he is. Mm-hmm. And one by one, he sways each and every member of the jury to not guilty. Hmm. And it's a real interesting. So it's it's very argumentative, obviously, but it's a great exa- examination of human psychology, of course, as well. Um. <laughs> Because you have 
you have these 12 different personalities. He's got to contend with 11 personalities. Peter, uh, Henry, uh, Peter, no, it was Henry Fonda. Did I say Peter Fonda? It's Henry Fonda. You did say the Peter dad. Fonda. Henry Fonda is the dad of both Peter Fonda and Jane Fonda. So it's Henry right. Fonda. Um, he, uh, he has to contend with 11 different personalities and, and change their mind. And so uh, Ed Begley Sr. is the one who's like most obstinate to it. Like, he's fucking guilty. Fuck you. you know. And, you know, the rules, if you can't get a unanimous decision, it's a hung jury. And the guy has to be retried. Isn't that a bitch? Judges yeah. hate hung juries. Ju judges hate young hung juries. They'll keep you in deliberation for weeks and weeks before they let you come down to a hung jury. But anyway, uh, this episode is classic uh, for Inside Amy Schumer. It's called uh, 12 Angry Men Inside Amy Schumer is the name of the episode, <laughs> as you can see. And the trial is about Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer's on trial because she's not hot enough to be on TV. That's the trial. And so the 12 angry men all, all deliberate, right? And argue, and it's studded with, with big time actors. The Henry Fonda character is played by John Hawks. And then the Ed Begley Jr. character is played by Paul Giamatti. And then there's just a bunch of big time actors in it I can't think of. Um, and some com comedic actors, of course. But uh, so like, all right, do we really need to spend any more time on this? It's obvious. <laughs> it's obvious that Amy Schumer is not hot enough to be on TV. Let's take a vote right. right now. Who thinks she's hot enough? To, uh, who, who thinks she's not hot enough? Uh, who here thinks she's not hot enough to be on TV? And they all raise their hand except for John Hawks. She's like, hey. I'm not saying she is hot enough. I'm saying maybe she's not hot enough. I'd say she's not. Like, I'd say maybe she is. I don't know. I mean, think about it. Let's let's think about it, man. Like, and they go, they break down other actresses who've been on TV that weren't that hot, you know, to try to like compare, like, well, what do you think about blah 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 from Gilligan's Island? Well, she had a sex appeal. That's different. Blah blah blah. Right. They have a well, you know, it, it, it's just really funny. He breaks them down one by one. And by the time uh, it gets to Paul Giamatti. He's looking around the room and John Hawks is swayed like half of, of the people on his side. Like, no, no, she is hot enough. Fuck you. And he gets, he blows a gasket, Paul Giamatti. He goes, it's like, I can't believe it with her cabbage patch features. Her ass makes me furious. Because <laughs> she does have cabbage patch features, like a cabbage patch kid. That is, you know, that's another dog. really good, yeah, that's yeah. another really good one. Because she's got like, that long upper lip and, uh, and the big, round uh cheekbones you know or whatever round fat cheekbones or whatever it's just like yeah. a baby and then her ass makes me furious <laughs> that's fucking uh, funny yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. i think i think if she if she didn't have that uh at least from the little bits of stand-up i've seen and just her general demeanor of uh of just like whore. I'm trying, I'm trying to own being fat and disgusting, but trying to like kind of just saying like trying too hard and I have no shame in it. Yeah, like the one stand-up I heard was her talking about her underwear looking like somebody blew their nose into it. I'm like, that's yeah, yeah. that was a funny joke. Like yeah. I I I didn't think so just because I'm just like and I would already expect your underwear to look like that and just be disgusting. Like I I I just expect 
if I like met her in person, like she would smell like an outhouse just like by body odor alone. And so I'm just like, to me, it's not that funny. It's not like some hot chick that's like, yeah, and it looks like somebody blew their nose into my panties. And you're like, oh, but she's so hot. It ruins it. It's like, no, that's exactly what Amy Schumer's underwear would look like. Fucking disgusting. I don't know. Okay. Probably change the subject. Yeah. yeah. Let's change the subject. I'm done. It's yeah. Not, I don't know why you dressing anymore. She's so over. It's so yesteryear. Amy, Amy Schumer. So I know you just, you like masturbating to her videos. So I just wonder why we went this far into it. Have you seen her music video? Like that music. ass on fire? I'm joking. Are you joking? It doesn't, I'm joking. Yeah. That doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, yeah. Tom Cruise, Top Gun, Maverick, Top Gun 2. We both watched it. We haven't talked it, about it yet. We we're saving it for this moment. Yep. You just watched you it this afternoon. Top Gun, Maverick. I'm not going to guarantee I, I won't say something that ruins it. So stop listening if you are listening. I think it's just me and Greg listening. But um, Spoiler uh, alerts? Do we really spoiler. want a spoiler alert, Top, top Gun? Well, if I'm just, if I'm talking, yeah, if I'm talking about it, I'm not going to, I don't want to think about everything I'm saying. I'm drinking bourbon. I don't drink that much anymore. Oh, okay. fucking, if it's really that important something. to you. Yeah. If somebody's yeah, listening here, they haven't I don't seen it. It's really it. that important to them. They should, I guess, turn it off and not risk being spoiled. Now, I, I, I'm not going to say we are going to spoil it. I'm not planning on spoiling anything, but you never know. Loose lips sink ships. Yeah. So, so that, consider yourself warned. I, I also would advise screw it. It's not worth missing out on our podcast because you're worried about Top Gun Two being spoiled. That's what I. That's what I say. But you are warned. Go ahead. Continue. Uh, yeah. So you you kind of told me what you thought of it. You said you had a had an erection the entire time had to go back and pay for the seat next to you just so nobody would sit next to you because you had to turn sideways with it. Um, I was, no, I was in the back of the theater. So there was nobody behind me. So I could just jerk off and without any risk of being caught, you know, and, and then just left it on the floor, like in one of those dirty fantasy boots. Just, just stayed. <laughs> Wow, I can't believe there's those. <laughs> you just caught on to that. No, I actually didn't catch on to it. I missed it. What'd you say? Oh, I'm I said then up. you just. I said then you just blew your load on the floor, like in one of those dirty fantasy booths where they just go in, watch the chick strip, and they just literally ah in a chair, just jerk it on the floor, leave the cleaning lady twenty bucks, walk out. You mean like a jerk-off arcade in a porno shop? That's exactly what I just said. Okay, yeah. You're, you're multitasking. I, 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 I posted, I posted a, a picture because I went into one of those in Chicago. Oh, uh, yeah, you sent me that. I forgot about last that. Last September, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, was one of those. Years. I was, yeah, the story behind that, because we never talked about it, that bachelor party in Chicago. I'm not going to tell that story of the entire bachelor party. But... Um, because now it's depressing, but um, that one was, depressing. we, it was like the last night where there was a good amount of the group together. It was actually my birthday. It was September. Yeah. It was my birthday, which was a Sunday this year, this last year. And um, yeah, it was a Sunday. And uh, 
we were walking around somewhere in downtown Chicago, somewhere, I don't know, the loop or somewhere. And we came across this porno shop. And I was like, this is kind of a strange place to have a dirty place, you know, because there's nice restaurant and bars and stuff. And it just had these little slit windows, you know, like those little peak windows that you'd see in like a shower. They're just super narrow yeah. and they're high up so people can't really see in there, but it brings in natural light still. That's the idea. Yeah. It just had yeah. those. And it was all brick. And so we, we enter in and it's just this porno shop place. And we're having fun. It's a bachelor party. Um, one of my favorite parts is the guy, one of, the, one of our buddies, it was his idea, like, let's buy the bride. Who, you know, the so the bachelor, his, his bride-to-be, let's, let's get her a gift from the bachelor party. And we all chipped in <laughs> to buy her a dildo. <laughs> That's fucking funny. But it wasn't just any dildo. It was a smaller, like, regular-sized dildo. Like, yeah, maybe four-inch, five, four-and-a-half, five-inch dildo. <laughs> Something modest and realistic. Something so she could have, you know, uh, uh, the groom. Does she have the, the, the groom to, you know, to be the bachelor when he's not around? A little taste. But that one killed me. And uh, so I'm checking out all this, this shit. And there's uh, just pornos. And there's gay shit, too, obviously. Um, and then there's this long hallway towards the back and there's doors on a row, like six, seven, eight of them on the right going down this hallway. Boom. There's a door. And inside was literally a, a room, a little cube room that you can go in with a plastic chair and like a video on the, a video screen on the uh on the wall that operated like a vending machine almost like you had like a cash dispenser slash credit card thing on the right and you press these arrows to make selections and then it would put on a porno for you and you just mm. jerk off in your chair in there like, this is fucking ridiculous and i walked up to the guy at the front desk who sits up in this in the in the, in the box that looks over the whole shop it's, he looks over it's he's up higher almost like a judge in a perch. And this guy, I'm not fucking kidding you. One of the creepiest dudes you've ever seen. Straight up chomo, I'm telling you, he had to be. What was he? Uh, a pot belly type thing. His hair was white, but he was still kind of young. And um, he just had those eyes, ped pedophile eyes. And he spoke, I'm not kidding, he spoke like, I was like, so, I can just go in there, pay, and just jerk off in there. He goes, he goes, yes, that's exactly right. He spoke like Herbert the Pervert from Family Guy, like to the T. <laughs> yes, yes, that's an idea. Yes, you can just go in there, whatever. No. Like, yeah. Okay, and for the for the sake of doing it, for the bucket list of it, right? For the bucket list of it all, and and I'm in a bachelor party. He's like, fuck it, I'm doing it. I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna pay for a porno. And I'm gonna jerk off, and. So I, I committed. And so I go into the room. I tell the guys this, and I go into the room and I pick a room out. And holy shit, do I notice on the wall, inside this room, on the wall on the right, there's a fucking glory hole. There's a cutout hole for somebody to put their dick through. And that was too much for me. I couldn't do it after that. I was like, this is, this is too much. I took a picture of it to save it. And we laughed about it. And then later, let me see if I can find it's so funny. Uh, 
because later I sent the picture to everybody so they can enjoy it. And uh, they all, um, we all looked at it and somebody noticed there was a used tissue in the corner of the room. Somebody jerked off and chased in a tissue and discarded it in the corner of the room. Like, and uh, oh my gosh, let me see here. I That's think I a, have it saved. It just seems like an unsanitary way to masturbate, man. It's like, especially when you can get it on your phone. Why even? I could see like maybe some live dancing chick or something to be like, okay, this is new. But yeah, to go when you can go on your iPhone and type in whatever you want just, and jerk off in the privacy of your own home. I guess it, because it, I don't know, maybe it's this voyeuristic or, ooh, it's, it's adventurous. It's like you haven't done it before. It's the novelty of it that might be arousing to do it like that. And, but back in the day before iPhones, I mean, you just kind of had to do that. If you wanted to jerk off to a, like in the 1970s, if you wanted to jerk off to porno, you had to go to a, uh, you had to go to a dirty cinema, a triple X cinema, like on, in, in Times Square, like wherever your town was, but Times Square was famous for having dirty cinemas like that. You go into a cinema and you jerk off in the theater right there, watching a triple X porno film. Only getting railed, full full penetration, everything, and uh, that's how um, Pee Wee Herman got caught. That's what he got caught literally doing. But anyways, uh, so later, uh, later, the the bachelor looked up this this shop, and apparently it's famous it's called TJ's T E dash J A Y's apostrophe S TJ's Adult Books name of this place and it's famous it's perfect it's famous for being one of the, the last jerk-off arcades in the country and one of the questions posted on january 7th 2019 by 1m at this place on the yelp reviews asked do women often come here a lot uh, a lot to the glory holes question mark did you hear that Johnny? I heard that. <laughs> Do women often come here a lot to the glory holes? And on March 30th, 2020, an answer finally came. It took over a year, but William B. answered it. And he has a picture, and he's this creepy old man. It's weird. And he says this. He says this. Women are not allowed at glory holes. A man will service you at glory hole. Men will suck you dry, and you will love it. Also, you can bring back into glory hole and receive load in the back. I have received that way. Very nice. Fucking oh ridiculous. my God. <laughs> ridiculous. Oh. Fuck, man. So, wow. uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Anyways, I, I think about that. We, we kind of grew up in this weird time the evolution of pornography in the average american male you know our zeitgeist of it of it if you will we kind of span multiple eras like i was young enough but obviously before the iphone it wasn't around so i experienced pornography in all of its forms and facets more or less right the nudie magazine right which not so long ago playboy literally got rid of nudity at one point they brought it back because of the outrage but they got rid of nudity remember that 
because it's just like uh, nobody actually jerks off to nudie magazines anymore you know when you have free hardcore porn at the, at the click of a thumb on your cell phone it's like this is it's obsolete right but i remember the the 13 or 14 i got the nudie max playboys maybe a penthouse um then there was the vhs cinemax right or skinemax the the light pornos the lornos right on uh on the premium channels experienced that at a young age 11 or so um i've been to an adult theater i didn't jerk off or anything but I, i'd seen it i'd been there like what the fuck is this shit um buying a dvd from an adult store i turned 18 and uh first it was my buddy cody he wanted me to get a get a porno i was like okay because i was 18 before most everybody else and so I, oh so it's like can you go buy one for us you go into a new yeah went to a porno shop bought it bought a dvd so vhs dvd we, i remember we snuck a vh my one of my buddies he snuck a vh he stole a vhs porno from one of his dad's workers his dad was a construction worker guy and and one of his guys, he found it in the truck. He nabbed it. It was a fantastic porno. And we all jerked off to that shit in a circle jerk. Uh, I'm joking. That's not true. Kind of. Not true. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. Uh, but uh, that shit, what else? Um, so porno, porno mags, VHS, DVDs, going into a porno shop, procuring a porno. Uh, then the, the advent of pornography on the internet too there's stages of that as well there was when you just wanted just a, a snapshot of a girl sucking cock or, or naked or um taking it um and you print it out and it would take forever to load up on the screen you know take forever to print out the the picture and you take them away take them away and you jerk off later to them uh what else um, so yeah, computer printouts of still, of still shots, videos when they first were on the internet, um, that one of the, the one of those same friends <laughs> used to go online to watch videos of pornography and, <laughs> and get all sorts of virus, <laughs> viruses on the family computers all the time. <laughs> oh man. But, but I remember, uh, I think I was 19. I had an iPhone. I first got an iPhone and I was doing pornography. I was using pornography on it, um, but just like I used to with like still shots. I went to one of these websites, portal websites. Still that, that, shots? Like looking yeah. at a picture? Yeah, because that's all I knew back then still. Like I'd seen videos on, on the internet, but I didn't know very much. And then my buddy, that Cody, a different, that same buddy, but one of the two he was using my phone and he was watching a video of porn on my iPhone. I didn't think that was possible. And I'm like, Whoa, what the fuck is that? He goes, Oh, this is Pornhub.com. Pornhub. And after that, it was just game over after Pornhub. It was just like, Oh, this is, this is all anybody's ever needed ever. It's just done. It's over. Yeah. You know? It's like, I can do this on my phone. And before then, like you had you porn too, as well. I remember, uh, one of my buddies were trying to show me this this girl getting uh, face fucked. Um, you know, where she's lying on her back 
and hangs her head over the edge of a bed and a guy just crawls on top and just fucks her face like that. Like he wanted to show, I never seen that before. He's showing this girl just getting throat fucked like that insanely and the drool just coming down her face. It was just horrendous, horrific. And, uh, but he really wanted to show me that because it was like, whoa, we've never seen anything like that. And, uh, but before, before it, uh, it got there, he's like, here it is, here it is. He clicks on it. It did an ad to promote something, right? And so he had to watch the ad before he could watch the, the actual video you're, you're clicking on. And it was an ad for gay porn. And just about through the laptop across the room, it was the most jolting, disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life at that point. And it's crazy how desensitized I think we all are to gay shit today. Because back then, watching two men kiss, like I remember watching Will Ferrell and Sasha Baron Cohen make out in Talladega Nights. And I couldn't watch that. That made me cringe and look away. Like, oh, you know? You're and, right. That's kind of funny you say that. And it's like, now it's like, uh, I don't really give a shit anymore. It doesn't bother me that much. You just got, you got desensitized. But, but it's funny, yeah. The evolution of, of porn is like kind of experience it. You know, the, the kids of the younger generation, just under us, they never had to do that shit. They never, they weren't doing porno mags. They weren't doing internet browsing where they had to print out fucking still shots or looking at still shots of jerking off, going into a porno theater, or going into a porno shop to, to buy porn. And they didn't have to right. do any of this shit. They, they got their iPhone at 12 years old and they started watching hardcore video porn streaming directly to their, to, to their device to watch and to jerk off to and, you know, their beds or whatever. And so, um, it's just kind of staggering, but yeah, been through it all. That is kind of crazy to think about. Cause yeah, I remember, I remember the first thing I had was a VHS and it wasn't even mine. It was my brother's. So I'd have to wait till like, he's not like, till the fucking house pass is, it around till yeah, the house is empty. <laughs> yeah. And have a VHS player. And then I had a DVD that I'd like put on like my little, portable dvd player i didn't even have the balls to put it on and like my dvd player hooked up to my tv in my room so it's just kind of funny how it's progressing all of a sudden yeah now you can look up triple homicide gangbang on your iphone and just be yeah well i'm just in the shower start my morning well, that's routine a, yeah that's a, that's a that's a tom green joke he actually talks about you know how the, the old days his, his generation and yeah he's older than us by a generation i think he's even he's not in the line though he's like fucking generation he's x his, he's got to be in his 40s yeah oh, early 40s maybe 50. But... he's 50 he's in his 50s is he really yeah, is he really yeah uh-huh mm-hmm. shit yeah. he was doing he was doing the, the tom green show in the mid uh, mid 90s you know so uh. by then he was in, he was in his early to mid 20s by the time he was doing that shit so you know he, he he popped up on uh instagram for me like probably within the last year is probably winter time because it was snowing where he's at, but he's like, I think, cause I think he's, I'm pretty sure he's from Canada. So I think he's back in Canada, yes. but he was living yeah, out he's like Canadian. kind of, yeah, he's kind of, he's kind of living out in like the middle of nowhere. Like just, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Looks like he's kind of right. holed up. He's like reclusing. He's just said, yeah. Yeah. It's like, he's just kind of said, fuck it to the world. So yeah. You know, I'm which good for him. Canada. I mean, I mean, yeah, sure. I know. I, I think he's, I I really think he's genuinely too. really funny. And some of the stunts he pulled are fucking hilarious. I told you, yeah. I sent you that video where he goes to a subway 
a subway yeah. sandwich shop and yeah. how he orders that sandwich is just absurd. <laughs> right. No, I, oh. I love Tom Green and that that stand up. I did steal that the triple homicide gangbang. That was one of his yeah. lines. I shouldn't have yeah. stole it. And yeah. I hear I am criticizing Amy Schumer. Oh no. Not no, for being a joke, just, just, just for being a just, just for being a hideous I didn't let person. It slide. I didn't let it slide. Um, You're gonna give a credit to jokes that you steal. You're gonna as long as you cite them, it's okay. You can use it to say give right. credit to Tom Green. Um, but at any rate, before I saw that, I thought he was like kind of a. I mean, I liked some of his movies, but I also thought like he's a complete moron. And when I watched the stand up, you realize like, oh, he's actually he he was doing that stuff on purpose and he's actually a pretty intelligent guy seems like he's pretty smart his jokes are super funny he's super relatable i think to like the average person but yeah i wonder if he uh if he just was like i did the hollywood thing i've had my fun maybe he has or hasn't had his money i don't know you know if he was smart with money or made a lot lot of money but yeah now he's just in canada and he was like it was literally like it looked like he was almost roughing it, like living in a house with like maybe electricity, but like a wood fire and like hunting yeah. and shit like that. Like he just said, fuck I it, I'm going to go live, like living off the grid kind of. I don't think he was very smart with his money. I think he's doing fine, but it's not like he's nearly as rich as he should be or whatever. Uh, I know that Joe Rogan gives Tom Tom Green credit for his podcast. To the, for the Joe Rogan experience. He said it was the first time when he won the Tom Green show. That was the first time he realized, oh, I can do this. I can get my own podcast and just talk shit with my comedian buddies and make something of it. Because Tom Green was doing it before him. And it was pretty funny. It was pretty good. And he had a whole setup. But he quit or something or it didn't, just didn't take off the same way that uh, Joe Rogan. There's a lot of reasons why a Tom Green podcast with him being the host just wouldn't have the widespread appeal that Joe Rogan's has and has done. You know, Joe Rogan is a extraordinarily curious mind and he's very fair minded and, and he's extremely honest about how mm-hmm. he goes about the podcast. And so that genuineness bleeds through and it's very attractive to people. And then his curious mind leads, leads to topics spreading far and wide that could engage right. a much larger audience so right. that's something i think tom cruise or tom cruise tom green just didn't didn't really have either though i mean i don't think he was dishonest i just don't think he is he he was going to get into microbiology of this or and all these different interests like tom green right. tom green is is into joke telling and and cultural stuff but he's he's probably not very fascinated by a lot of scientific topics which nor right. am i i'm not this isn't enough against tom tom green i'm not big on scientific topics either science has never really interested me to the degree that the arts have right um so no but, i think i think i think you're absolutely right because that that is kind of i think that's joe rogan's not his niche but that, that yeah niche, i think that's niche, what makes, you fuck. yeah it's, I, it's it's pronounced I, niche i think that's what you're such a fucking twat bag sometimes, dude. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what makes Joe Rogan so popular is he does mixed martial arts. You know, he's, you know, into weightlifting, into exercise in general. So he talks in hunting and 
yeah, like you said, science, everything else. So it's like he's genuinely and he's a comedian. Like, genu- and he's a comedian. Yeah, and he's right. a comedian. Yeah. He's super funny. So he's genuinely passionate about all these different things. And he also knows people who are professionals in all these different realms. So it's just like, hey, do you want to talk about well, he gets to know them. His show gives yeah. him a platform to to get to know these people and have it them does. on and ask a question. Like I don't it think does, he would have a nearly amount of but, the size of reach he has and exposure to these individuals if he didn't have the successful podcast here. Right. But, but that's kind of made it, it a niche in itself. Is like, oh, you want to talk to a weirdo wacko named Alex Jones and have him on? Cool. Here he is. And I'm going to talk to him and I can ask him whatever I want because I'm Joe Rogan. So, okay, And those are legendary whenever he has him on. I don't think he's allowed anymore. I think uh, Spotify banned Joe Rogan from having him on at this point. Mm. Maybe not. I don't know. Mm. He claims that he has free reign, but it's like, where? how come he hasn't been on in a while? <laughs> those, are like the greatest, in the water. <laughs> those are the greatest episodes is when they get, when they get uh, uh, Jones. Uh, what's his name? Help me out. Alex Jones. Alex Jones on the, Tom, on the, on the Joe Rogan podcast. Those are fucking ridiculous ridiculously hilarious chemicals in the water that are turning the freaking frogs gay (laughs) turning the freaking frogs gay oh there's all sorts of shit Uh, yeah i got the money go ahead (laughs) we're getting way off track we were talking about top gun dude or we were supposed to be talking about top gun oh we Uh, we got into porno somehow because oh you know this is because you're saying what i what i told you on my text i gave this really hilarious i thought funny text after i watched it and then you said that i jerked off in the back of the theater i did and then you came up with some weird thing that i about me jerking off and leaving like it was a jerk yeah. off arcade room and yeah that led to the story um, about the time i went to a jerk off arcade what i said yeah, was, that's right that's right. was i just i just watched the movie i came out of it the first thing i did was text johnny this is monday night i said mission mission accomplished Maverick just fucked all of our mouths with some fat American pride. That's what I said. That's my critique. Right. That's my rundown. And looking back that's, now, it, after it, seeing it, it that's, that see, was a, that's a perfect explanation. You can see the commercial for Top Gun Maverick, and they're showing all the critics saying, exceptional, mind-riveting, or whatever. They can show that book too. Mission accomplished. Maverick just just fucked all of America's at, or all of all of our mouths with that American pride. Dude, no I would have I I would have had sex with Tom Cruise after I just watched that movie. It was fucking awesome. Now, not the last episode, but the episode before, we made predictions. You and I, thumbs up or mm-hmm. thumbs down. Uh, I think I gave it a thumbs up. You sadly gave it a thumbs down. You thought it would suck. I guess I was right. I'm giving two, two thumbs right up the asses. Yours and whoever else wants to join for this movie. Boom. And I even go ahead. So I gotta admit, I even thought that up to five, ten minutes into the movie, I was like, oh, I was fucking right. I'm like, this is gonna be a piece of fucking horse shit. And then but you didn't like that me. opening sequence? You know, like the opening sequence oh. where he tries to break the record? It, that was cool. That was cool. So maybe not five to ten minutes. It was up until like the he's wrenching on the plane, and I'm like, okay, is he still in the Navy? Is he just doing a private thing now? Like, where's this going? But uh what do you mean, it kind of wrenching skipped. on the plane. What are you talking about? So this 
the fucking opens up with he's in his little he's in like an airplane hangar and he wakes up he's in civilian clothes he's in jeans and a t-shirt and he goes out and then he's wrenching on that little plane a little bit like he's got is a, this on the carry is this on the carry is no the carry? it's when he's in it's the it's the first scene the very first scene of the movie he comes out into a hangar just like a pride like it says uh where was he at um some part of the desert now i can't remember it um the mojave the mojave desert yeah the yeah, mojave okay. desert yeah He's just in a hangar, but it's not, he's working on like just his own personal plane. Then in the end, it's the, here the personal plane again. I'm trying not to ruin. I'm trying not to ruin too much, but uh, um, and then it bounces to yeah the the break in the sound barrier was super awesome. Bounces to you know the cocky the one guy on the team is super cocky, and I just like God, this is just gonna be a freaking a jerk off movie. But but I quickly changed my <laughs> mind. They're, they're great balls of fire. Right? Yeah, yeah, then that, with, yeah, with then that. He's sad. With Goose's kid call yeah. sign Rooster. I would have yeah, called Tom Cruise is all sad, looking through the window, not invited to Christmas, and it was like, <laughs> uh. but then they. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect description of his of what was that what was going on. But uh, I've I gotta Scrooge say, man, looking Scrooge with with the with the ghost of Christmas present, <laughs> looking in at t- Tiny Tim and his little peg leg, unable to have a goose. Speaking of goose, uh, anyways, yeah, I gotta say, this movie attacked all the five senses for me. I was even like, I'm embarrassed to say, I was like emotional a couple times. I'm like, this is a fucking made up movie. This isn't a true. This isn't a true story. Goose isn't a real person. He's a fucking actor. I was watching Billions earlier and realized, oh, that's fucking Goose, the judge in Billions. Fucking whatever his name is, I can't think of his actual his. Wait, his are, are you watching the new the new new Billions? Because it got cut no. short during the pandemic. The the, the latest no. season, and they picked up the second half later. And I haven't been. No, able I'm to only watch the on like, half. I'm only on like season three, dude. Okay, the last episode I was able to see was the Limitless Ship. I think is what they called it. It's the title of it, hmm. where they think they take they think they found the drug that's the limitless drug. Oh. This no limitless shit and they all take it and they no. think they're making brilliant moves and they're all hyped up and they find out it's just speed and they're all <sighs> bankrupt the fund but um i don't remember goose being the judge in billions at any point okay cool all right. yeah he's the guy that um chuck rhodes ends up busting him because he's kind of he's kind of gives uh he's, he gives, he's corrupt he no, I don't think he was the process. He gives dollar. He was the judge that let Dollar Bill off. Like when Dollar Bill gets hung up in like the second season somewhere. I might even be the first fucking season. I don't know. But Dollar Bill gets hung up. He's looking at doing some time, but then the lawyer gets him off. And because of this judge, Chuck Rhodes starts looking more into the judge and finds out he's like corrupt or whatever. And he goes to his some kind of a party for him, and he ends up busting him at the party. So okay, whatever. That, we're beating around the bush too. Yeah, much. It does, we're 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 beating way too around the bush. Um, let me let me uh, uh, gotcha. The uh, so no, where uh, you left off was the it attacked all five senses. That's one. This movie, you know, you don't care about Goose because he's not a real person yet. You're crying over Goose in the movie. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. But then you're like, holy shit, he's just a stupid fat judge who let corrupt, you know, uh, uh, hedge fund hedge fund fucks get off and he's screwing prostitutes, most likely, that Axelrod, Bobby Axe is supplying for him. That's the judge I want to, I like to picture. That's what I like to think Goose do. That's what I like to imagine Goose doing in the afterlife. 
Goose yes. in the afterlife after Tom Cruise killed him in Top Gun, after Maverick killed him. He became a judge who is corrupt and using his powers to get rich and screw a bunch of prostitutes half his age and 10 times more beautiful. And they they wax his bald head because now Goose is bald in this, this afterlife. I thought we were going to try and chill on the rabbit hole. <laughs> they wax his bald head head. um yeah what i kept thinking through the whole movie was honestly you know like it seems like a lot of people don't like tom cruise anymore as a person i personally don't get into it because i don't know anything about i don't follow scientology i don't really care about scientology i don't even really care about most actors and actresses personal lives because that's not why i watch them i don't watch tom cruise to see what he does on saturdays and sundays i watch him because he's really fucking good in mission impossible movies he's really fucking good in this movie top gun he's really fucking good in jack reacher like when i watch a tom cruise movie like in this top gun i just kept thinking of like wow he is this is a definition of a phenomenal actor where i like i feel like i'm almost a kid again movie yeah i feel yeah a-list actor I feel like I'm a kid again and I'm watching a movie where it's like, yeah, if I were real world in a, in a fighter plane in the backseat and being like, Oh my God, I'm going to die right now. I'd feel comfortable that this dude's flying and he doesn't even fucking fly planes. He's an actor, but that's just how he does. Actually, actually he does fly planes. (sighs) He he flies. He literally, he literally flies, flies jet fighters, jet fighter planes too in his free time. Like he, he knows how to fly those F-18s and he has done it. And part of the stipulation, well, I think, I think, but so when they loaned the FA 18 Hornets, I think they're called Hornets. Uh, they, the FA, uh, the F 22s are Raptors, FA 18s are Hornets. Yeah, pretty sure. Um, but when they, the, the, the U.S. Navy loaned the FA 18s to the movie, they had a stipulation that Tom Cruise would not be allowed contractually, would be allowed to fly the planes. <laughs> You believe that <laughs> that's wild but man. he was but he was in the back he was in the back uh seat of those jets when they filmed it so he was still in the, the jets while they were fl- filming it and doing those maneuvers and stuff and so yeah yeah he knows how to he knows how to fly a jet a jet fight a jet fighter plane yeah he's a badass he, he yeah. he's literally a badass he, he does all his own stunts most all of them he's an adrenaline junkie he goes crazy for that shit really interesting um but yeah he he is so what's interesting is you came into the movie expecting it to be shit well maybe not because i told you it was awesome after watching it but you originally did give it the thumbs down you just thought it was going to be cashing in on nostalgia I, I think I did. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the person that's usually pretty cynical on remakes and sequels. And I just thought, you know, I'd have a good chance of being. Yeah, all of, Mission Impossible movies are awesome, except for Mission Impossible 2, the first sequel. That was dog shit. Yeah, that, that was pretty fucking dumb. The director was a, a colleague and friend of Sam's dad, who was in the movie, movie business. And they were coming up in the industry, and he made a couple movies. Carnahan, Joe Carnahan, I think, and he directed that Mission Impossible too. Mm. He went all Hollywood on everybody's ass. Apparently, burned all his bridges from his old buddies. 
But then he came back, came back to Jesus, apologized, and I guess he's cool again. But I think about Mission Impossible 2, I think about that director when he was a shit, and it wasn't a very good movie. It was not. um, No. (laughs) Uh, The other thing that I liked was uh, the jiggle interest in this movie. They did a pretty good job with that, too. She had she had kind of a small role in the grand scheme of things, but did you notice? You probably did get this, but Penny, right? Yeah. Jennifer Connolly. Connolly, yeah. So Penny, she's talking to him, and she's like, "Yeah, like every time you get, you know, so every time you get in trouble, it's over an admiral." So in the first Top Gun, the original, he's he's talking to Kelly McGillis or McGinnis or whatever her name is, McGillis, uh, and. Yeah, and and uh, Meg Ryan's like, remember that time you got in trouble for sleeping with the admiral's daughter? Well, that was Penny. So they brought her back Whoa. in the second movie. Oh. Dude, nice, nice pickup. I don't see. I I haven't seen Top Gun the original in so long, but I, I did watch the hell out of it when I was younger. And I even right. got the Kenny Loggins Danger Zone fucking album where I listened to Danger Zone. Oh fuck! Over. I, like, <laughs> I don't know. I was like 10 or 11 or something but uh what is it from fucking archer danger zone or gator <laughs> um fucking kenny Loggins, though man thundercat has a track where he has uh mike mike michael mcdonald and uh uh kenny Loggins on a single song it's fucking hilarious and actually kind of good and catchy but anyways i won't i won't get into that um I loved the penny sequences, the the, the love interest. What'd you call it? Jiggle? Jiggle interest? What'd you call it? Jiggle interest. Yeah, jiggle interest. I've never heard that expression. What I that, had what never that? heard I'd never heard that either. And I I might do something here, might get a little off track. My buddy told me that who uh he's gay. Doesn't the only reason that has anything to do with it is because he said, you know, where's the I was over hanging out with him. He said, Where's where's the jiggle interest? And I said, What? He's like, the jiggle interest, where's the girlfriend? At the time, it was, my wife was just my girlfriend. And I said, oh, I've never heard that before. I'm like, why do you call them jiggle interest? Like, Because, you know, they got stuff that jiggles, like their boobs or butt. It's true. <laughs> and they jiggle they jiggle your penis for you, hopefully. But uh, that's what you're really interested in. Um, but I was going to look up if they're if that's actual uh, slang. Well, if it isn't, that guy just invented it, and we just broadcast it to the world. Hopefully, it'll pick up. I like it. Jiggle interest. I'm going to use it. Uh, I do, too. Yeah, I like it. Bringing my forward jiggle my, interest to Christmas. Get forward my compliments to the chef. Um, so I really loved the romantic parts. Very tender, very touching. The guy who's gone can't keep a can't keep a keep a, a lid on him or whatever. He's never going to settle down. And he finally does. Um, maybe. That part when she has to, he has to go out the window and he tells her, I'm never going out this window again or something like that. What does he say? Okay. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I just watched it and I already can't remember. He said, uh, Oh, yeah. He said, This is the I'm last never going out this I'm window going. again. He said, This is the last, last time I'm going, going out. out. Yeah. It's the last time I'm going out this window because I, yeah, because I don't, I don't want to leave you again or something like that. Certainly. I'm never leaving you again. Oh, wow. That's uh, so romantic. That got me he's, emotional. Go ahead. He's just so convincing, man. He's such a convincing actor, and I I love that about Tom Cruise. 
Well, you know, I, I really uh, do. I've, I've said this for years about Tom Cruise. You go down his his filmography, all the movies he's made, and of all the active Hollywood, uh, all the active Hollywood thespians, actors, movie stars, Tom Cruise has the Midas touch. Everything he touches turns to gold. Fantastic from the get go. His first mm-hmm. big major film, 1983, I think, 82, 83, Risky Business. I put him on the map. By 85 or 86 or whatever, I think it was 85, he has Top Gun. That made him a huge movie star. Yeah. Uh, in between there, what do you have? All the Right Moves, maybe? What? You, uh, the... I don't know all the right moves, but he had some of those early, early ones, Color Money, uh, Color Money Rain Man. Rain Man, Cocktail. Um, Rain Man was in the 90s. Uh, Outsiders. He was pretty young in The Outsiders. That would be one of his first ones. I think. Rain Man was in the 90s? No way. Outsiders, uh, Outsiders, yeah. That was like his first thing he ever did, but it was such a small role. I don't think Rain Man was 90s, dude. I'm pretty sure that was 80s. Look at the the cars and the, the, the attire. Yeah, okay. Uh, and let's look the losing it. Outsiders 83, Risky Business 83, All the Right Moves 83, Legend 85. Legend was with, uh, um, that's a really Scott film. He directed it. That's the one with the big guy, the big horns. And Mia Sarah from Ferris Bueller's Day Off was in it. It's a fantasy I never movie. Saw that. It's ridiculous. You've never seen that? No. Um, Legend, man, it's got the big demon with the huge horns. I, oh, I can't even. I can't. <laughs> there was like a. Even. There was like a. There's a Family Guy makes a joke about how it's like, hey, man, it's like, it's like I can't even go drinking with you. It's like a, trying to go drinking with the with the, the the demon guy from Legend, and the guy turns his head and his horn picks up Kragmeyer's eye or something. He's like, oh fuck, you know, like oh I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Quag, you all right? It's super nice. That's funny, <laughs> but. That guy's iconic. Uh, yeah, it, it's a creepy, weird film. I'm uh, uh, into it, but it's a Ridley Scott film. He directs it, and Tom Cruise is the lead, and Mia Sarah is the love interest. Uh, Top Gun in 1986. After that, Color of Money, Cocktail '88, Young Guns '88, Rain Man '88. You're fucking right. Born on the Fourth of July '89, Days of Thunder '90, Far and Away. Oh, that's 92. another good one. All of these are really fucking good ones. Far and Away is that uh, uh, Ron Howard movie with. Nicole Kidman, who he had married at that time by then, where they come to Ireland. Have you seen Far Away? It's fucking awesome. I actually have never seen it, no. So they're they're Irish immigrants. Tom Tom Cruise plays an Irish dude, uh Catholic in Northern Ireland, Ireland. So it's probably outside of Belfast. And then Nicole Kidman plays the daughter of an aristocratic uh Irish, Protestant Irish person who's got the king of England on his side, right? And he owns these lands, and and he treats all these younger, these young Irish, these other, these underling Irish who lease out his land. He treats them like slaves. And Tom Cruise's character, uh, I think he has a lease out for his, for he's a farmer. His family is a farmer, and the land is is leased from this guy's this character, the Nicole Kimmins dad. And he has a bad season or something, and he can't afford the rent. And he's about to lose everything. And so he goes to, to plead his case and he gets just slapped down, treated like dirt. 
and to regain dignity, to maybe do something about it, to save his family. He goes there to steal or, or maybe point a gun and, and do something like that or challenge to a duel. And the woman who, the man who's courting uh, Nicole Kimmons character, I think they end up in a duel and Tom Cruise just runs in the middle of it and escapes because he's going to be executed anyway at this point for some transgression he did against his family. And Nicole Kimmons character does not want to marry this dude. And she doesn't like being confined to these strictures and this, this what's expected of her. And so she runs away with the, the, the dashing, cute, the charming, adventurous, exciting Tom Cruise. And they get on a, on a boat for America. And they, they end up and land at Boston. And they try to make it in Boston. So they, they first get a small room, uh, kind of like a hostile situation what we think of today. It's really bare bones, whatever. And she gets a job working in a factory and he gets a job doing some shitty thing, right? I can't even remember. Maybe lant lighting the, the lanterns on the streets at night, street lamps. And, uh, but he gets sucked in because what happens is, is her name's Shannon in it. Sean, Shannon, he gives his attempt at, a, at an Irish accent, which isn't so bad. He does a pretty good job in my opinion. Um, he, uh, uh, but anyway, she gets sucked into the, to the, to the nightlife of Boston because she's this beautiful woman. And so the rich guys don't really care that she's a factory worker or whatever. And they invite her to the table and he's there and he gets all jealous and they're watching essentially boxing from the old days. So we're talking, I think this must've been 1890s, 1880s type of stuff. You're thinking we're talking about, this is when the right. era is 1880s, 18, something like that, maybe 1870s even. So boxing, where it's in the middle of this, this massive tavern, and you got these crowd of men watching, cheering on, and they're all gambling over these two guys boxing each other, these muscly men. All they do is they take off their shirts, and their bare knuckles box. Tom Cruise steps up. He has to do something. He steps up, and he, and he faces a guy, and he knocks him out. Tom Cruise's character has this great ability for punching really hard and being a really good boxer. And next thing you know, he becomes, you know, the talk of the town. And you know, he gets all, he gets treated by the rich guys that want to make money on him and all this stuff. And he's getting fancy clothes, a nice hat, and he's got all this money suddenly. And Shannon gets kind of forgotten, thrown to the side because the novelty of her beauty fades, I guess. But uh, sadly, like most things. Let that be a lesson to you. <laughs> but anyways, it, it's just a, it's a fun story about Irish immigration to America. This, this story it's a love story and uh ron howard directs it great movie mm. loved it mm. so that was he did that in 92 what you know what else he did in 92 a few good men 93 the firm 94 interview with the vampire Lestat was that's with brad pitt he plays Lestat, Lestat or whatever brad pitt antonio banderas christian slater uh kirsten dunce is a young girl jerry Maguire, 96 99 eyes wide shut stanley kubrick uh magnolia uh pt anderson paul thomas anderson 99 then mission impossible 2 dog shit so there's mission Impo there's some stuff oh mission impossible is in 96 i'm sorry i missed that didn't i so mission impossible yeah. 2 is shitty vanilla sky cam cameron crow isn't that his name that was good minority report steven spielberg austin powers gold member he's an awesome powers version. well he has a small cameo where, where they do a movie rendition 
and he plays he plays the famous Austin Power and Austin Pussy. He oh, turns his head to right. the cameras. That's and right. That's right. He's the good looking one. The yeah. Last Samurai. Right. Listen to this. The Last Samurai, 2003. Fucking badass. Collateral, 2004. Michael Mann. Badass. Absolutely badass. That's a good movie. War of the Worlds. Steven Spielberg again. Mission Impossible 3. Actually very good. You have Philip Seymour Hoffman as the villain. Lions and Lambs. That was a Robert Redford film. I never watched it. I don't think it was very good. Tropic Thunder. Les Grossman. You know that, right? Yep. Yep. 2008. Valkyrie. Love Valkyrie. 2008. Night and Day. Fun little thing with uh, Cameron Diaz. A, yeah, Cameron Diaz. It's a nice little action comedy. That's that's a, that's another one. Yeah, I think I watched it on a plane or something. It was still like again his 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 charm and his acting or whatever. It it really works for that. Hey June, he's smiling all the time because sometimes well, listen, his, listen, his, it's not over yet. It's like okay, so he just Night and Day. And I actually liked it. I found it entertaining. It did the tr- it did the I, trick. Okay, uh, that's all I, I was agreeing. Impossible, with you. Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, Rock of Ages, suck. Okay, fine. Jack Reacher, Oblivion, Edge of Tomorrow. Holy shit! Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation. Jack Reacher, Never Go Back. The Mummy, 2017. I heard that one sucked. I, I tried watching it. I didn't get through it. So that one I never sucked. saw okay. it. Yeah. So you, you like you get you get like every now and then one's like ah, meh. American Made. That's the one where he plays Barry Seal, the 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 trafficker for cocaine, and uh, um, Pablo Escobar. He's a pilot. Who oh, yep, yep, yep. I did. Cash. I did see that one. Yep. True story, right? Mission Impossible Fallout, Top Gun Maverick, and that's where Ricotta. He's going to do Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, Part One and Two. Yeah, that, that's they played that. Uh, they played the trailer for that, and it's not coming out for another year, man. Holy shit. I know, man. But the point is, he's got the Midas touch. Everything that guy does is fucking fantastic. It's really good. He's a fucking a quintessential movie star of our age, and um, he's a badass. He does all his own stunts, most all of them. You know? And uh, big fan of his. I know he's weird. Uh, the Katie Holmes episode that was fucking weird for everybody. I don't know what, what was going on there. Um, and yeah, I don't know. The Scientology, that's fucking pure absurdity, but what are you going to do? I, I, he has the, what's crazy about it though, Johnny, is Tom mm-hmm. Cruise, <laughs> talk about that with uh, Scientology. Apparently, he has the ability, at least Leah Remini says, Tom Cruise has the single-handed uh, ability to end that church if he so wants to one day and wakes up and says, it's all fake. It's all bullshit. Like, he could end it. It'd be over. And, and it, he has the power to do that. No shit. Mm-hmm. Well, think that about would be... how much credibility would be lost. How much credibility would be lost Tom Cruise? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. it's all bullshit. He's a fucking charlatan. Yeah. This is not real. Uh, I can tell the stories Tom Cruise could tell, and um, but I, he's got like fucking slaves that follow him around and do his bidding and shit from the church of Scientology, mm. more or less. Yeah, that's a that's, that's a described. goofy deal. It's 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 way above fresh, my head. Just fresh oracle delivered to him daily. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? That's from 300, man. You know? Delivered to him, Dave. You don't remember that scene? No. 
So 300 with uh, Gerard Butler, Zack Snyder. Of course, movie. I know, I know the yeah. movie. Yeah, I know. Remember the Oracle scene where they go see the Oracle, or Leonidas does? And she's oh, doing this, yeah. And she's convulsing. Well, you had the, the, the guys in the robes with the, the fucking, they look like lepers, essentially. Right. They look like trollish lepers. And they lick her face. Well, they fondle and they, and they, they sexually, you know, have and abuse uh, uh, these young women, these oracles. They're supposed to be known for their beauty, right? And um, in the scene, they, they go to Leonidas. Leonidus, you are not to wage war during the solstice. This is the, this is the season of harvest. Whatever, he's got a really bad lisp. He's spraying his disgusting saliva everywhere. Uh, well, the next scene, it shows a Persian emissary or, or representative of Xerxes who pays them all gold because they're super greedy, that they, they rigged it. They, they intentionally told Leonidas he couldn't send his army, which prevented him from taking the full Spartan army to, to Thermopylae. He was only allowed to bring a small scouting uh, platoon of 300 because of that or because of the, what these guys said. Uh, but the guy, the, the representative for Xerxes, he, he throws the gold down and they go, oh, and they go over and he goes, after Xerxes takes over, you will have fresh oracle delivered to you daily. And he has this ugly grin <laughs> coming over. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. I know the gotcha. Reference. Um, yeah, I... I don't even want to. I don't even want to scratch any surfaces on Scientology today, um, or Talk about you know, wormholes, right? Or yeah. yeah, or or a Hollywood actors in general, because I've never personally met anybody famous. But I would be really curious to meet, you know, to run into somebody like Tom Cruise or be able to have dinner in a conversation and just see, like, what is this person really like in real life? I've heard. I think it was probably Joe Rogan's podcast. Russell Brand saying how cool and down to earth the guy is, but you know what is that? Russell Brown. What is, Russell Brand is really cool, yeah, down to earth and cool. Yeah. No, he was saying Tom Cruise is really down to earth and cool. Oh. I, you know, he I've had heard, dinner. I've he had dinner with Tom Cruise. Yeah, he had dinner with Tom Cruise, something like that. But I, I you know, yeah. you know what? I also think really quick before, just before I lose my train of thought, because that whiskey definitely kicked in, and I'm a lightweight. Uh, <laughs> sweet uh where am i what 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 realm is this uh tom cruise is a good guy personally yeah yeah i mean like like look when like on your busiest day greg you're when you're trading or you've got several real estate deals or clients calling you this and that like how much time do you really have to deal with you know other little things uh, or, or, you know, like uh, where you're just like, you ever have days where you're just like, dude, I am so busy. I don't care about like John texting me about his, his kid dipped her hands in the toilet. I don't give a shit, John. That's your fault. You had a kid. Like, do you ever have days like that? Maybe that's a bad example, but where you're just like, of course you care about me. You're like, hoping I do what well, I'm doing well and kids good, healthy and stuff like that. But we have day right, where like, but you're I'm so of, busy. I'm kind of callous and, and short and shitty. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I can't imagine on, on the extreme level of being, known worldwide by people so this isn't just like this isn't just like people in my cell phone where you have a day where you're like dude why is everybody in my phone texting me but in the days where you're sitting around in the rain with nothing to do it's like none of your friends want to want to say hi um i can't imagine that on that level to where everybody in the world everywhere you go 
wants to know you, meet you, get a picture with you and not having a bad day here and there and be like, Hey, look, I am sick of signing autographs or I'm sick of people. Just leave me alone. So I, well, I think it's kind of hard to bad days. Tom Cruise yeah, has, so I think has it, bad days. So I, I think it's, it's kind of unfair in a sense when people are like, yeah, I met, I met fucking, I, I ran into Cleese, but he's a fucking dick. It's like, dude, you know how long he's been in this game and around people? With, oh, can I get a picture? And oh yeah, fucking dirty Harry, blah blah. Yeah, blah. So, yeah. just just a uh, thought. I I don't know. You know. I've uh, yeah, I've had my run in with a few celebrities being in this area, not a lot, um, but Tom Cruise. I mean, he had that blow up during the pandemic that was recorded and spread everywhere. Yeah, did hear that. Remember one. that? Yeah. Yeah. So he has his bad days, just like everybody else. And you know, there's there was one guy speaking to Joe Rogan, and and he had Russell Brand talk about how great he was. Most people's experiences with Tom Cruise, it's overwhelmingly positive. The guy's a considerate, thoughtful dude. He's super nice and polite and calm, or polite and charming, and that wins out. But he's going to have his bad days. I think he is weird. But who isn't who becomes famous at the young age he has? And it reached a level of fame that is absolute insanity. He can't just walk down the street, nowhere in the United States of America, but probably in most of the world, he can't walk down the street without getting mauled by people. Right. It's, it's just like, it- ah! you know, like, I, so one, one, so one of the people I met, I met, uh, uh, if you can call this meeting, but uh, uh, Joe Montana, four-time Super Bowl winning quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, my childhood hero growing up, literally, okay? I was at Spanish Bay Golf Course, the uh, country club. It was during the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach in 2019. This would have been June. And uh, I was there with my mother and uh, – at Spanish Bay, they have outside a bunch of fire pits and fire pits, whatever they call it, fire, just outdoor fire. I guess you call it pits, but you know, they're, yeah, they're, 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 they're whatever. They have these outdoor chairs, sofas that circle around it all four ways. And uh, every sunset, I think 365, I don't think it takes a break ever. This place they have, they hire a bagpiper to wear a kilt and, and the old. old old Scottish get up and come from the golf courses in the hills in the distance and play the bagpipes and march up to everybody and play as the sun sets because you have a a straight shot of the Pacific Ocean and you see the sun setting during that. So you have the bagpipes and all that's beautiful. And uh, during the U.S. Open, it's like, well, there's probably going to be a lot of rich fucks over here right now. Let's go over there, see if we can drum up some business, Ma. And uh, maybe some celebrities too. And sure enough, uh, we were sitting next, it was ironic because I was sitting next to three sports writers or people who work for ESPN or some sports sports syndicate type thing from New York City that were there for the US Open. And and I was like, oh fuck, Joe Montana is walking this way. And he literally came up to our fire station, our fire pit. And uh, I'm like, Mom, that's Joe Montana. That's Joe Montana. She she didn't understand or get it. She knew of Joe Montana. She knows the name. She couldn't recognize him because she never, you know, she wasn't that into it. And my what I did was, 
here's here's what I did. When you see your child a hero, how do you respond? Starstruck and all that. This is what I did. I had my Gibson in my hand, looking sexy, laying back with my foot on the on the on my part my part of the fire fire pit. And I said, uh, I said, hey Joe, uh, will you be joining us this evening? And he looked up at me, and he said, uh, he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think I think I might be. He goes, that's wonderful. We're happy to have you. And I splayed out my hand <laughs> to say, join us. And he sat down at the adjacent sofa. And that was it. That was the only interaction I had with Joe Montana. But that's what that's what I did. We'd, we'd be happy to have you. And uh, but I remember seeing after that a guy coming across the whole patio, which is quite large, who just like a heat seeking missile from Top Gun, right? just walked in on Joe Montana and just marched and went straight for him. And eventually Joe Montana sees this guy from his periphery advancing on him. And he goes, Oh shit. And there he, as soon as he does, the guy has his hand out like five paces ahead of him, ready to shake it with his most serious, intense look in his eyes. And Joe Montana shakes his hand and vigorously shakes it. And he's shaking his head too. Like, saying something like, blah, 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 blah. I can't hear. But it's like, you know what that conversation was about. It was about like, hey, you're a legend. You're my hero. Uh, what you did in, in 80, 85 was, was amazing or whatever it was, right? Super Bowl 16, I can't believe that 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 two-minute that two minute drill you pulled off. Blah, 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 blah. Please like, come, please come bang this. my wife. Every time he goes out in public, he has to come across somebody like that who approaches him and just wants to talk about his football career. It, it's got to get old, dude. Oh, it's got to get old. Got to. And I think that would be it. as much as anybody's probably ever thought about or as much as I, I was never somebody that was like, I want to be a Hollywood actor. Like I grew up loving movies and thought like, yeah, sure, that'd be cool. But it'd just be as cool as anything is being a race car driver or anything else. It'd be cool. But it's not like what I'm locked in on doing. Uh, I think losing your anonymity pr- probably wouldn't be worth it. Like you said, somebody like Tom Cruise, like he can't even go to oh, another yeah. country. He can't even go to another country without renting out probably a hotel or an island or whatever space he needs to just be alone and not recognized. You know what I mean? Like, where can people take photos from? Where, you when know, you what are people going to gonna that- see me doing? Like, I, I can't get away from it. When you get to that level of, of fame, there's Tom Cruise level, but there's certain levels of fame. Like, wow, you were hot in, in for one year. You're the biggest thing in one year. Well, in like 10 years, you're forgotten. If you don't like continue a career or whatever, you become insignificant, no longer relevant. And you kind of get forgotten. And if, if you get older and your, your body changes, you might not even be recognizable. I bet you Kelly McGinnis can walk around anywhere she wants in this country without being harassed or recognized. Right. If you're saying she changed that much and she's a fat lesbian now or whatever, uh, Kevin, Kelly McGillis, did I say McGinnis? You fuck, stop saying McGinnis, it's McGillis. Uh, so, but Tom Cruise is that uh, otherworldly level of fame where it, it's, it's not good. That's not cool. You will never be treated the same by people in your life ever again. Never genuine. You, it, it's got to be the hardest thing in the world to find a genuine relationship. Someone who will yeah. actually talk to you straight and give it to you how, how it is when you're that famous. 
Yeah. You know, like, dude. And that was kind of my joke because I was in a, I make this joke. I did not have this interaction with Ray Romano, but I was in a, I was in a bar in Pebble Beach uh, during the pro-am where the, the, the celebrities play with the pros um, there. Uh, and Ray Romano plays regularly at this thing. But I was at this bar called The Bench at the, at the Lodge. And I was standing at the bar chatting with strangers or whatever. And, and he he nuzzled up behind me. But we our backs were facing each other. I was like, oh, fucking Ray Romano's hugging up on my shoulder back here. I didn't say anything. But I, I, I my joke was always that that happened. And then I did address him that he tried to talk to me and say something. And I, and I said to him, dude, can you not speak to me with your garlic breath? was my joke that I said for years with my interaction with, with like, dude, can you not talk at me with your garlic breath? And that was it. But uh, that never happened. He did know, he did get right behind me. We were bat, we were butt to butt, but he never talked to me. I never talked to him. Yeah. Um, uh, but that was my joke. Like you just kind of diffuse him and talk to him like that. Like just kind of knock him down. And he does strike mm-hmm. me as somebody who would have garlic breath. Right. Uh, Hmm. Yeah, cool story. Nobody cares. Take a lap. (laughs) (laughs) But the point is, like, nobody, nobody would talk to Ray Romano that way. Most, like, no, most nobody, like strangers, you you figure, you know. But where you you nag them, right? You nag them like a hot chick. Yeah, that's what you do. You nag celebrities when you see them. Wasn't that uh, Mm -hmm. when we were there with with? Vince and his wife that year. I don't know if that was 2017, probably. And they were, you and I went off to kind of do our own thing, but they saw they saw Bill Murray. And I think Vince said, yeah, I was like, hey, Bill, can you take a picture with my wife? And he said, yeah, sure thing. And turned around and goes the other way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I actually had a, a, a little thing with Bill Murray too, myself. And Vincent was there at that same bar in a different year. It wasn't packed, so it wasn't, it was before the tournament started, like a day before, the evening before. And uh, Vincent had gotten his wife uh, a spa day at the Pebble Beach Spa. And uh, while we were waiting for her, which that could take three hours easy if you're enjoying yourself properly. Um, yeah. Because you, you, you get the treatment, let's say it's the massage, but then afterwards you get to enjoy all the the facilities that you want for as long as you like until you get you know hungry and you want to leave and that's what's most advice but him and i we ended up going to that bar and just getting blitzed on gibson's and we were like three or four deep at least and we'd ordered some food we had a i remember i got a flatbread pizza at one point and th- at this point and uh it was sitting there and I'm facing, my back is to the entrance of this, of this restaurant bar. And Vincent is talking to me and he, he's facing it. And he goes, oh my gosh, Bill Murray just walked in. <laughs> and he's freaking out. And I'm like, oh, really? Oh, he's right behind you. He says that. I said, really? And I turned around and said, Mr. Murray. And he turned on his heels and walked the other way. And... Uh, and he, he ended up sitting with his with his the people he's with at the other side of the bar restaurant, whatever, which is actually compact space. Uh, my suspicion was he was going to steal a slice of the of my flatbread, 
because I was unassuming and not paying attention. That's something he does. But I, but Vince had called it out and I turned around and caught him. Um, and Vince <laughs> being a fucking freak, a weird, oh, gazing at stars, can't hold himself. He was videoing him from across the bar on his phone. That's Bill Murray. And there's another one that Vince did. It's like, why are you doing it? It's embarrassing. Stop that. You leave the guy yeah. alone. Who gives a shit? Nobody cares. He, he sent me two pictures when he was in Milan, Italy, I believe. Uh, he was traveling with his wife and he was taking the train, the metro train over there. I don't know what it's called or if it's an L or if it's a sub, but he took pictures. He was sharing the same car as uh, Zendaya, the actress from Euphoria. And he took a picture, two pictures of her and he sent them to me. And one of them is her like looking at, looking at him with this weird look and then the second one was her with a thumbs up like awkwardly like dude all right you're fucking weird leave me alone and that's said, funny oh, like, okay dude leave the poor yeah. lady alone that being yeah. said like i i may have come across other famous people and just can't remember it and if i took a picture of it maybe i would have i just don't remember it you know, like it had it takes something to spark the memory out of the deep the recesses of my of my mind to 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 get me to remember it but right yeah i i kind of always thought that too unless i i really can't think of anybody that uh that i would go out of my way to be like i have to meet this person i have to get a picture with them i have to whatever it's like yeah i I think for the most part i'd just be like hey i'm fine him and i aren't gonna become buddies he's not gonna start inviting me over for dinner or something you know nothing yeah, so just like, another, I don't know what... they're just they're just people, right? They're just mm-hmm. people, first of all. Um, and you're losing your shit because they're well known. May, I mean, there are times like, wow, I really admire this person's work. I'm a huge fan. Like, oh, I, I bet you they would appreciate that if they happen to come within earshot and you say, Hey, I'm a big fan, I really like this piece, something like that. Like, I really liked Top Gun Maverick, man. That was badass. I don't know. I would I would pick something more obscure to show that I'm a real fan. If I met Tom Cruise or something, he was in it. Like, hey, Tom. Yeah. You treat him. You treat him just like another dude. Respect and leave him alone if they want to use up the one. Yeah. And uh, and I think that's probably what they would like the most, especially at that point where it's like, dude, this is this isn't new to me to go somewhere and not be recognized. It's like it's probably fun for the first like. 30 seconds and it's like oh my god can i go to dinner can i go to exactly a movie exactly can i go yeah can i go can i be in greece with my wife and not be recognized it's like fuck that would be shit right yeah well the worst i think of it of the celebrity lifestyle isn't just people constantly staring at you trying to take pictures of you and video you wherever you walk and you just can't like okay these people are staring at me all the time this is fucking weird um the worst of it's probably got to be the paparazzi because they get um, invasive in your life. Yeah. You can't like, hey, I just want some, I actually set aside this, this, this place for privacy and you're finding an, a way to sneak in, like get well, the fuck yeah. away from me. That's what I mean, yeah. man. Like earlier, or they, earlier they was... harass you. To, they also harass you in public places. They, they crowd around you just trying to walk and you all these pictures. And then they, they harass you to provoke a negative response that they can show on film, right? 
Yeah. Hey, hey Mel, what did you think of Ricky Gervais's uh, uh, performance? What do you think of Ricky Gervais's MC last at the Golden Globes? I thought he was great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and because uh... he was making fun of Tom, uh, he's making fun of Mel Gibson, Ricky Gervais, and they had like a little exchange back and forth. There's nothing like coming to the Golden Globes every year and seeing Ricky Gervais remind me I need to get a colonoscopy. He said something like that. Like, what does that even fucking mean? I missed <laughs> that. Ricky, that. Huh. Ricky, That's funny. Ricky Gervais says, what the fuck does sugar tits even mean? Which, of course, is ridiculous. We know what sugar tits means. He should know what sugar tits means. It's a, it's a term of endearment for a loved one, a beautiful woman with large bosom. Uh, <laughs> Right. One yeah, I think I happen to like. Actually, Mel Gibson ruined Sugar Tits. Like I can't call. I can't call uh, uh, a romantic interest of mine Sugar Tits anymore. After that, you call her a jiggle I interest. I can call her jiggle interest. I can't call her Sugar Tits because I can't even take myself seriously. Yeah, <laughs> the Mel Gibson story. You know, it's like oh, even if she has no idea, I might though depending if she's a foreign woman who has un no understanding of the story i could probably pull it off and get over it myself and then use it all the time hey sugar tits you got dinner ready sugar tits I'm yeah hungry. give me those milkies i think uh, it would be cool to <laughs> go ahead i'm just laughing at my fucking comment oh, i think it would be cool ridiculous. to uh kaylin and i stayed at a place a couple years ago it's a uh it's a it's a it's a private estate here in Montana up at uh, overlooking Flathead. It's a really nice really nice place, but they do it's kind of like a bed and breakfast there, and they get some uh, higher profile people. Obviously, I was staying there, um, but the lady was the lady was yeah. I'm I'm the bottom of the barrel for that weekend. I went the winter months, but um, I went at the discount rate. Um, yeah. <laughs> But the, she was telling us the the wife they run they're in they're in the hotel business too so they just set it up to where it's like their private house is like uh is downstairs like almost like a basement level and you can't even go sure. down there I didn't I didn't even see yeah. it but then the main floor is you know a kitchen a living space with a big huge it's like a I can't remember what she called it like some kind of a Dutch fireplace just a big huge fireplace it's overlooking Flathead Lake I mean this this is like prime real estate for for Montana. Um, what they've got here but then the upstairs are three bedrooms that you can you can privately rent out so it's like you might be sharing the space with somebody when we were there the only time we saw the other people was when we were out at the fire pit then it's like you're on your own it was it was really cool but uh we were talking to the the wife and she was she was really cool too but she was just saying like yeah kind of telling us about it and the history of the place and her and her husband and she's like and we've yeah we've got some higher profile people here like everything from like investors from like china that are like multi multi-millionaires and come out and they're just you know they're super nice and they're just they just love coming out to visit and they rent the place out and she's like and we one time had a, it was actually mel gibson speaking to him that uh his his assistant or whatever you'd call it, you know the person that books his trip called and was like hey i've got a client and they want to come out to stay at your place but they have a they have a a, a young daughter and the rule at this place is you can't there's no kids allowed it's adults only just for i think the relaxation purposes 
and uh her husband was like or she she was like well do you mind me asking who it is i think her husband answered sorry i was like do you mind me asking who it is and the person said well it's it's mel gibson he's like "Eh, let me think about it and his wife's like if you told me it was mel gibson i would have said yeah let the kid come kind of a thing but that would be really cool to have something like that where you you know you have this really nice estate you get to share it with people you're making money off of it it's paying for Uh you to live in this really nice house and own this nice property um but where, yeah, you get the chance to meet all these like very interesting, very successful people from around the world. I think that would be kind of cool. Kind well, of a cool. You deal. might not. You might not actually get to meet Mel Gibson if you rent. It's like he, they, you make the arrangements then with the assistant, and he gets in quietly and he leaves quietly or, or without ceremony and all that. I, Probably, that actually. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. You're gonna make a push. I, I was just going to say, yeah, and, and you're, you're probably right, but it's, it's cause it is private, like kind of you're on your own, but like also like when Kayla and I were down there, cause they've got like a little, it's kind of a help yourself, you know, like a whiskey bar. He's got all those different whiskeys out or might've been other boozes, but um, I was drinking Basil Hayden actually one of my favorites, um, yeah. but they put like wine out. And if you want, like, say you want to do like, Hey, can we do a steak dinner Saturday night? You kind of got to let them know ahead of time because the wife's going to prepare it and do like a really nice steak dinner. Um, so it is, it is pretty high end, but it's also like, you're going to have to kind of see them and communicate with them at some point. Or it's like you said, it could be like, Hey, we don't want to be seen. We don't want any pictures, but I was just thinking, how cool would that be to where you're sitting out pouring wine and I'm just using it as another example. Cause that was the one of like Mel Gibson comes down and shoots the shit with you. That would be really cool to me to get to see what that person's like on just like a normal level because, because of their, their fame and their lifestyle and stuff like that. And not, you know, like they just being like, man, I could never just get a moment of peace or yeah, it's super yeah. awesome. And I made all this money and bought the house across the street from mine. Cause it had a better view of the beach. And you're like, wow, I don't know. Huh? Yeah. Um, that actually reminds me of a story uh, that happened over here during car week uh, over here in the Carmel area, Pebble beach. The uh, Concours de Elegance, they call it. Um, and it's one of the biggest, best car weeks in the world uh, uh, that, that, that's every year in August over here. And <clears throat> they've got, they can bring cars from, I saw a Rolls Royce from like the 1920s or teens or 08 or some shit, like one of the first Rolls Royces ever made. It was being sold at a Sotheby's auction. And you got all these auctions, you got all these uh, show uh, car shows, right? And mm-hmm. you got um, like, I guess, what do they call it? Maybe caravans or, or uh, what do they call it? Where they just kind of they drive around town in, in in a caravan essentially, and they show all the cars. And we got Laguna Seca, Laguna Seca Raceway. The Mazda Laguna Seca, uh, Laguna Seca Raceway is also here. So you have all these cool fucking races that happen during this week. So it's like the ultimate car week. And uh, I remember uh, Richard, I actually saw Richard Rawlings from Gas Monkey, the show, right? You know who that mm-hmm. is? Yeah. And yeah, he was doing one of the, we were down driving down Ocean Avenue in Carmel by the sea. And he was in one of the cars, either in the passengers, I think he was in the passenger seat. And he was there and I was seeing all these cars, these old classic vintage cars driving down. And I see him in the convert and one of the, most of them are convertible, but this one was convertible. And I said, and there's a big crowd of people, engines are roaring really loud. And I said, hey, Richard Rollins. 
And then he, he passed by it and he turned around over his right shoulder to go, ah, and wave at me. I'm like, hey, okay, that was cool. But I think during that same year, because I think he regularly comes for this shit, but he was renting uh, Airbnb in a house down the street from where I live. And it was actually the next door neighbor. Uh, this house is the next door neighbor to the, to the lady who called the cops and my brother and I for smoking out, outside. And I wonder if it was her who did this, but we all heard around the neighborhood that there was a renter at that house that the cops got called on because they were partying and they got strippers. They hired strippers, which isn't actually illegal. What, what is that illegal? I mean, disturbing the peace if it's too loud, I suppose, but uh, I don't know, but that's funny. You bring, that's funny. You bring that up. Cause I was wondering if that was legal in California or not with a, a longer story, but anyway, I don't know point is it's it's legal to have hire private party strippers for sure it has to be um but uh uh but disturbing the peace if you're loud if your music's loud and you're whatever let it pass a certain point yeah the cops are can can shut the party down i suppose but the the point is one of the neighbors called the cops i wouldn't be surprised if it was the same one who called the cops my brother and i for just smoking smoking or cigars walking down the street um but uh considering she was right next door to this house but yeah we all heard it was some somebody was there maybe it was it was called out a celebrity i don't know but somebody was there maybe it was maybe it was called out as a celebrity and and he hired strippers was the story he was throwing a party later and he hired strippers and <laughs> um i was like oh fuck richard rollins really and uh it was this. It was this controversy. The the homeowner got a bunch of shit for it. It's, the city was going to get involved and maybe shut down Airbnbs. They're not sure. Like this is like another problem that we're having in our community about Airbnbs, and because homeowners that live here full time hate them, and then mm. people buy houses with a plan to do Airbnbs here too, though. So, um, and it, it's good for property value. Airbnbs. So. Uh, I talked to the agent who sold that house just like a year prior. He's in her office. And I was like, oh, we were at some, some work party event thing. And, I, and it, it, it came up or whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah, I heard about that. Like, Richard Rollins got in trouble. He's a high stripper. He goes, oh, no, that's not what happened. No, no, no. Those were just their wives. Because he's got like a hot, blonde, big titty wife, right? And the other guy does. <laughs> so the neighbor just thought they were strippers. <laughs> called the cops on him. You know, it's the most absurd thing ever. It's like, oh yeah, that sounds like that lady. Fucking hair trigger to call the cops on just anything she disapproves of. What a twat, people. Yeah, yeah. Fucking people calls the calls the cops on you guys for enjoying a cigar. What a fucking cunt, dude. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. So did you hear? Did you hear uh, Joe Biden fell on his bicycle? Yesterday. I did. I did not. I did not. I'm pretty out of the loop, man. Yeah, he was riding his bicycle. Which? What is he? 87? What the fuck is an 87 year old man doing riding a bicycle? More importantly, what is a president of the United States doing riding a bicycle? It was fine when it was like, I don't know who. I'm sure there was one in the past, back when it was more of like this. Oh shit! The, this is a new invention. And the president tried it out in front of everybody. But this day and age, 
what a mark of embarrassment and shame to see a president of the United States riding a bicycle, a grown ass man. Not to mention to be, to be that old and riding a bicycle is a serious hazard to their health. It's very dangerous. My mother broke her fucking femur riding a bicycle. She's not, she's not 86. Really? She's at 66. Yeah. And oh yeah. I, the, during the pandemic, just the shutdowns just started. It's April 2020. She collided with a pedestrian, fell on her knee, and broke her femur. Ooh. I had to nurse her back to health. I had to take care of her. Take her to the bathroom. But uh, fucking awful. <laughs> Sorry, that's super unfortunate for you and your mom. It's just kind of funny the way you we're said through it. it. Um, we're through it. She's she's right as rain again. But oh, she had her foot surgery. So, but now, but onions, man. <sighs> Corrected surgery for her bunions. One bunion. Can't do both at the same time. Dude, we can't walk for a while. Can't get around. <clears throat> anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so, uh, uh, he was riding a bicycle. Again, what a, I, I never understood this. Why would a grown-ass man ride a bicycle? I, I don't ride, I ride bicycles. Huh? I, I ride a bicycle, not like a mountain biker, not like I'm into it, but I go on bike rides because now I have a daughter and doesn't it hurt your balls? It hurts my balls to ride a bicycle. It, I can't do it. It does give you some. Uh, it makes me, every time I go on a bike ride because it's like there's you a reason think why I, Lance Armstrong I, got testicular cancer. Right? <sighs> not constantly squashing his fucking testicles. Yeah, He's bound to those get guys, cancer at one point. Those guys are another level, man. They get like carbon fiber seats that are like even thinner than like the smallest bike seat you can imagine. This and they ride like it, they rush your stroke. They ride on like a bar. They ride on like a bar and they're like, well, it's I'm more aerodynamic, dude. Let's get rid of these the nuts. Point, I don't uh, need them. They just put it, they just put it, <laughs> ride it yeah. up their asshole like a little yeah. point. Yeah. Now I understand why. They're pleasure. Lube it all. I understand up, why can... gay men, I totally get why gay men ride bicycles. I totally, the, the bicycle outfit, the bicycle, you know, suit. What is that? The bicycle suit thing? Like, oh, it's all tight fitting and every, like, I get that. That's why gay men love it. And, and of course, they're, they're getting their, their testicles pounded on and, and, and maybe their the rumpus. They, it's all up their alley. I get it. Is, why would a straight is, grown ass man ride a bicycle? It just makes no sense to me. Do you think you just found the uh, the motive behind most mountain bikers riding down all those hills? Ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh, hit the bumps again. <laughs> the vibrations. The vibrations. Hey man, I didn't even see your seat the whole time. Yeah, it's a little button I pressed. The point is, I don't ever want to see my president riding a fucking bicycle. President of the United States riding on a fucking bicycle. And again, Arnold, if you're 87, it's dangerous. It's literally dangerous. It's Arnold rides a bicycle. bicycle. What? Arnold rides a bicycle. I've seen a lot of pictures, especially during the pandemic, of Arnold riding his little bicycle Shut around. Shut the fuck his... up. Really? I swear to God. Look it up. He's been riding a bike with his his uh, his bastard son and with... Uh, yeah, he, ride, he, just, he just cruises The one around. from his, just... his, his housemate? The, the one he had with his housemate? Which bastard Yeah, son? man. Yeah, man. I think the kid's probably in bodybuilding and looking, probably looking to get a movie deal. He looks more like <laughs> Arnold. He looks more like Arnold than, the, than his legitimate kids. I know. I know. So um, Dude, you got that actually, video, though. Go ahead. No, no, you say that. No, you always say what you're going to say. We'll talk about that. Uh, there was actually a movie I came across. It's kind of irrelevant. There's a movie I came across recently that said, like, 
it just said Schwarzenegger and somebody else was like, oh, is he in a new movie? But it looked kind of interesting. I realized it was Arnold's son. I think it's Patrick. Don't quote me on this, but it's like the middle or oldest son, not the fat one. I don't remember how many sons he has, but um, yeah, it's not the it's not the fat one, not the illegitimate one, but the other son. It was uh, he was in it. And I looked down, I was like, ah, this looks pretty stupid, actually. But yeah, it was so. It's like some kid imagines him as like his imaginary friend. But every time he does, it's like he's up to no good. It was kind of like stealing from Fight Club or something. Yeah, this looks dumb. So apparently, oh, yeah. yeah, he's apparently he's club, yeah. apparently his kids are getting into into the uh, the acting realm. But well, like I said, I'm gonna get way off subject. Uh, All right. um, yeah, Arnold. Yeah, his Arnold, Patrick. Patrick Arnold does yeah. ride a bicycle, and uh, I would say, to your point. It doesn't sound like bikes were something you grew up on or ever had a good time doing. I'm not a, a bicycler person. Like when I go, like I bought a mountain bike for a short period of time. I spent more money than I fucking should have on it. Rode it like once, twice. And was like, this is fucking dumb. I would personally rather be hiking or I'd rather be on like a motorcycle ripping through these hills, not on a bike pedaling my feet stuck to the pedals you know, you fly off it and you hope you come unclicked. Otherwise the bike's going with you. Like it just was not my cup of tea, but people love hey, it, man. Fuck. Especially Yay, the area. Vietnamese Especially, too. Dude, I went to, uh, this is one of my first Montana experiences. I went, I went to Helena, the capital with a buddy and we we're going out just checking out my the brother. That's and... where my older brother went to college. It was in nope. Carroll college in Helena. Yeah. No shit. How, how yeah. random that he came out to Montana to go to college here. It's either that or you uh you uh uc or cu uh boulder colorado boulder i would have gone to boulder man fuck that's where i would have gone to but apparently that's the number one fte thing too that would have wrecked my brother if he went to boulder he did the right decision um during that time in his life that phase in his life he just um, he couldn't it give was up a good the thing strange. that he went to the to, he went to that no no he he wasn't good with ladies really good he because he wasn't good with ladies to go to a college environment it would have been like that it, it could have ruined him no. um but uh yeah he went to a, that carroll college i think it's a private christian college small and it's probably just what he he needed gotcha. uh, during that time in his life you know yeah barely was... got it through but he eventually got his act together and, and he did it you know? but um well... Yeah, old Helena was my first experience of uh, me and my buddy are just checking out the the breweries there, and we're going in. And there's these fucking mountain bikers that are that are in there riding, and it's like that's that's a whole other thing in itself, dude. Like you think of like ah, oh, going to a biker bar and all of the Harley guys are wearing their cuts or just whatever. These fucking mountain bikers are still in their like mountain bike shorts with all like the pads and shit in the vagina area. And they're wearing their helmets on their fucking head inside of a bar. Oh, I was like, I was, I was like, they that, want to show off. That yeah, explains. Just got done it. mountain biking. I just got down. Got done mountain biking. You see my yeah, turtle crotch? Just got <laughs> done crotch. Just got done shredding <laughs> the gnar, man. Check out this pad. It covers my vagina, so it doesn't get hurt when I'm riding. <laughs> what do you say? I call it a turtle crotch. Isn't that good? That's pretty know. good. It's a little yeah, turtle crotch. Especially show. because that's how you describe also when your penis sinks inside itself because it's so scared or cold it's turtling up right your turtle crunch mm. when you get the little pad there might as well not need it um but i don't know yeah that's 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 pretty funny people want to show off that they're mountain biking that's all that is 
I was thinking yeah. about this though. Mountain people, mountain people, they're a little off. So um, they're just a little off because they're outside of it all. They don't get it. They don't get the nuances of the city folk. They just kind of miss, they miss the mark on a lot of things. Like, I know what you're going for, but you just missed it, dude. You missed it. <laughs> you're not understanding it. Uh, the, uh, my grandmother, we had this holiday home my grandparents built back in 1980 in Twain Hart. It's the, the mountains of the Sierra Nevadas, um, south of, north of Yosemite. It's like in between Yosemite and South Lake Tahoe. Yeah. It looked like it's named after Mark Twain. Name it for Mark Twain because he, he spent a lot of time over there eventually um, in his later years. But uh, she sold it uh, two years ago. And the guy who bought it um, renovated it. He was going to flip it and resell it. It's like, well, Twain Hart, there's like, it's like a town of like 350 people. You know, it's not a lot of demand, first of all. It's not like it's going to skyrocket in value once you you, you deck out the fucking kitchen. And uh, this guy spent, according to his own testimony on, on Zillow or whatever, on the description, he, he spent over $200,000 on renovations. And just, he's trying to do what's, what's in vogue right now, mm-hmm. but he's just missing the mark. Like he was putting zebra skins on the wall. Zebra skin? You're trying to make this like a hunting lodge, but we're not. This, we're not in the Serengeti. This isn't a safari house. This is the woods. This is Sierra Nevada's North America. Right. You know? Which get some which, coon skins like a, in there and, and some bear skins and, and some a, antlers from, from white tails or black tails, I, actually, California. I've never I've never been personally, but is that like a, is it a ski town or little mountain town? Uh, yeah, you got Dodge, you got Dodge Ridge close to it, which is nice. Um, so there are, do you have a couple of resorts to ski at? So it's good so for the winter. Uh-huh. It's got to have really good potential then. Like, like could potentially be a very nice, like you said, a small town. Somebody with money would be like, hey, here'd be a perfect place for us to buy our winter ski house or something. It's like, I'm sure there's potential there for them to make money, but not, yeah, with zebra skins in the wall and right yeah he missed the mark but it's like oh this mountain guy just he's watching hgtv or or whatever and he's just missing he's just missing he's not understanding because you're too isolated out there in the mountains you're too isolated in uh helena or wherever you know well you're just behind you you get the hits on the radio like three months later after everybody else or (laughs) people in la or you know that's funny that's funny. And I, I would say there's, I would say there's some truth to that. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of stuff I miss about living in a, a bigger city, like living in San Diego, for example, I, I miss it, dude. And there's times where like, like if you said, if I had to leave the area I lived in, if you said leave the area you live in, well, let's say Western Montana, just to make it a little more broad, you have to like, you have to leave Western Montana and move to somewhere else, like some small town, rural Montana or eastern Montana, or go back to San Diego, I'd go back to San Diego in a heartbeat. Really? It has to be Missoula or die. Not, and not even this town. That's why I said not this town, but it'd have to be western Montana or one of, yeah, one of the nicer, the western Bozeman towns. Okay. No. Uh, Bozeman, 
I haven't no. spent enough time there, but from what I have, I don't like it. They call it Bo's Angeles, you know, because I think that is where a lot of Hollywood people and stuff come. It still seems almost like a, uh, almost seems like a bigger city for Montana. So it's again, if I'm going to take the bigger city, I'd rather go back to San Diego and have nice fucking weather year round, a bunch of hot girls and the beach. So but you're a married man. Why are you interested in hot girls? What the fuck is that? Hey man, I may be too old to stir the gravy, but I can still lick the spoon. All right. <laughs> That's a fun expression. Never heard of it. Very nice. Um, hey, uh, to even to even picture, to even imagine and think of of betting another woman is adultery. It's cheating. You're already cheating. What do you think of that? Uh, I think you're missing the mark here with where I was going. Um, I was talking about places to live. I was talking about, uh, I was actually losing my own train of thought. However, um, no, I, oh, I think people are just I, behind. Mountain people they are, are behind. Yeah, they, don't fully they are. Get it, you know? yeah. They are. And because of the, but because of the pandemic, it's attracted a lot more people out here. And you know what I am definitely seeing? At first, I thought it was just like, you're just noticing this more. I'm seeing a shitload of Texas plates out here. And I think a lot of people from Texas are having an influx of California, wherever else, moving to Texas. And now they're looking for an escape. So like, oh, where's the next escape? And now even, you know, they're coming from Texas <laughs> saying like, let's go to Montana. Here's the escape. And it's like, do you realize it's fucking cold, like eight months out of the year? It's fucking June. And I was and it was raining all day today and not fucking warm outside. <laughs> Well, I think Texans would go there for their summers. That's the idea. Texans come to Carmel. We call it Little Texas Carmel because there's a fuckload of rich Texas people who own homes here. Park homes. Just they, they they don't live here full time. Not even fucking close. But they'll they'll they come here to escape the the harsh Texas summers. So they're here right now. I bet you there's a zillion Texans in the peninsula right now because it's cold or it's cooler. It's 65. You know, you get fog. Feels, feels like regularly. the air on. Yeah, it's just Outside. like, oh, okay. So they come in here to get re- uh, relief from the heat, and it's all fancy and nice and opulent. And so they do it. Um, probably the same idea for Missoula or, or nice little charming towns up in up in Montana. It's like, no, they're during the summer. If they like fishing, you can't beat Montana. Yeah, right? true. True. So, um you know, if you're a rich Texas fuck and you don't like Carmel anymore, let's say, because of all the Californians or it's ruined or it's too expensive or whatever, you move to Missoula. And it's like, oh, yeah, better bang for my buck. All right. Yeah. You know, and I'm escaping the heat. It, it still gets pretty warm during the summer. Over there, though. It doesn't it get does, cold. Yeah. No, it gets triple digits. Yeah. So it, it, it's, it's legitimately cool during the summer here just the whole time. It doesn't yeah. get hot. It just doesn't get hot. And um, so if you're trying to escape the heat, maybe Montana isn't a great idea during the summer. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking off the side of my ass. No, I can you talk off the right. side of your ass? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I get it. I think you kind of hit the mark. Uh, and and to be fair, man, because I hear so many people that are natives or not natives I've, i even had myself of like my own thoughts of like what, what am i doing i'm a transplant so i'm not even from here so why do i care but i start to get sick of seeing the california you're plates these, you're one of these detestable californians you're all complaining about but you're complaining yeah. about yeah uh, yeah bringing your california so, sensibilities and tainting the culture so i get it taint. but, uh, we are but on the other on the other hand 
motherfucker. On the other hand, if I had money to burn, yeah, you probably bet your ass. If I had money to burn, I would be here during the summer and part of winter, you know, when it's nice, it's Christmas. Oh, I want the snow and a Christmas tree and the fucking Griswold Christmas vacation. But then fucking February when I'm like, I am over this shit. I slept three times in my driveway. Yeah, I'd want to fucking go to my beach house in San Diego or Florida or some shit like that. And be like, I'll come back when I'm too fucking hot and I can't stand it anymore. So I can't really blame people that have the money to, to bounce around that do. So there you go. I guess make more money. It's American. Make you don't make money, money, you're a man. fucking douchebag. <laughs> make some more money. This is America. You don't he just make knocked money, Jimmy. You're a fucking douchebag. He yeah, just knocked Jimmy Bag's teeth out. <laughs> Jimmy Bags, yeah. I thought he was reaching for a gun. He was reaching for his cigarettes. What the fuck are you doing? Jimmy Bags. <laughs> I don't uh, know. I don't know if he's a bookie or what. You know what a bookie is, right? Yeah, he pays you. You know what a bookie does, right? Yeah, he pays you. Something like that. Not is, but does. Whatever. He, yeah, he works for you. Something like that. Tomato dildo. Same thing. Tomato dildo. Tomato dildo. Tomato to dildo. To dildo. To dildo. To dildo or not to dildo. There you go. Tomato to dildo. That's perfect. No, it's to dildo or not to dildo. To dildo. Dildo or dildo. Mm-hmm. That is the question. Whether it be a greater existence, I can't remember. Hamlet. To li- you know that's from Hamlet, right? To live, to die, to sleep forevermore. <laughs> well, that's Billy Madison. Yeah. <laughs> that ain't Shakespeare anymore. That's Billy Madison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we might be. Fuck. We- we might we be losing critical it. mass here. We, <laughs> mass. We, we stopped talking about Tom Gunn along Tom Gunn. Tom Gun. It's either Tom Gunn or Top Gay. I don't know which no, Top two. Gay. Bottom Gun. <laughs> Did you get any gay innuendos in this one? So you, you saw the philosophy of the first one. Makes sense. Gay as fuck, right? And then right. in the second one, did you get any gay innuendos? Okay, so quick, quick, quick rundown. First, yeah, first movie, 80s montage, love story with some jets in the background and a gay undertone. Second one. Classic. Second one. <laughs> is seriously fucking fantastic movie that pays. I, I told myself, it, like, I would rather rewatch Top Gun 2 over Top Gun, the original. At this yeah. Point in my life. I, like, I, I would I, do. Like, I was like, ah, should I watch Top Gun 1 before watching Top Gun 2? And it just no. didn't appeal to me for some reason. I was like, ah, that's okay. I, I, just, I know, I know that movie. I've seen it a zillion times. It just, I, I know I'm going to fall asleep. You know, it's, I'm just so past it in my life. And yeah. then I watched Top Gun 2 and I'm like, wow, that was good. No, I I've, watched I've, again. I've got to say, yeah, the second movie did, it did such a it's good. Better. It's better. It's, it is. It's better than Top Gun 1. It is. And it, it did, it did a really good job at paying respects to all of them as actors like for one, like, you know, Val Kilmer, how it tied in Val Kilmer's, you know, current situation with the movie and yep. paying kind of respect to him. It was, it was really cool to, you know, how it plays back in of like how young they were in the first one to now, you know, and then his mm-hmm. characters, it kind of pays respects to all the different characters to fucking mother goose to Iceman, 
to to Maverick from the beginning. It tells a really good story. Meg Ryan was I, never in this one though. That would no, have been she cool wasn't. if she was in it, right? Maybe. Maybe I don't think she had she's such been a small role. A, she had a very yeah. small role in the first one. I don't think she's been in anything in quite a while. What What was the last it's movie? Been a long time. Maybe she's completely yeah. lost it, and she's because that happens. I tell this. I say this with my mother. Make this point. We work with a lot of uh, older, rich women over here, and uh, I say, I say this. I look at her. We we have some bad episodes or whatever. And we say, I look at her and say, it's a flip of a coin, ma. It's a flip of a motherfucking coin. And what I'm referring to is rich older ladies, 50-50 shot that they've lost their mind. Half of them have lost their minds. They're completely bonkers. Hmm. Not, no joke. It's a flip of a coin, whether or not one's lost it or not. Hmm. It really is. And maybe that's Meg Ryan. Maybe she's lost it. You're, you're young. You're beautiful. You're the, you're the toast of Hollywood or whatever the America's sweetheart with, with Tom Hanks for, for decades, make all these movies and your beauty starts to fade and you start being again, relevant. And, and you try to get back on The last thing I saw of hers might've been the women with, um, what's her name? Annette Benning and Jada Pinkett, Eva, Eva Mendez. I don't even know it. Yeah, it's uh, it's not important. It's just this chick film. I watched with my mother or my sister or whoever, or both or all of them. And um, that might have been the last thing I've seen her with. And she was clearly got a little bit of work done in that movie. She looked good still, but you could see like, oh, she got her lips filled, you know. And she's she's getting a little she's getting a little saggy, you know. And maybe she just kind of really went down the deep end there. And it's too much to bear for a woman who used to be very beautiful and cute and all that stuff who doesn't have it. And the husbands are disinterested because that's the difference. When you're talking about a woman and a man, women do better, don't they? Yeah, well, in my experience, if you still have the woman you're weeping over, you'll be weeping harder. Well, that changes when we get older, doesn't it? Because the man's value only increases if he's increased his wealth and his, his ability to earn. That makes him more attractive to women. And uh, as long as you're not a fucking asshole, as long as you're not a fucking asshole, you're going to do okay if you do well earning, earning wise. You're going to get some beautiful women. And uh, where if you used to be a beautiful woman, you lost it and you're older now. It's just inevitable. It's going to happen to all of us. You're not going to have the physical features that you used to. What else value do you bring in that sexual market? Nothing, really. Very little, if you, especially if you didn't maintain it. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's, it's quite the fall from, from grace, as they say, or glory yeah. in that regard. Certainly, they weren't graceful necessarily, but they were glory. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, uh, yeah. I, I was just gonna say I, I do kind of wonder if that uh, I'm really not trying to be mean here but I do wonder if that was a reason that it was you know I read I kind of looked at looked into it but not hard was you know Kelly McGillis and Meg Ryan not invited back to to Top Gun Maverick and I wondered if that was part of it 
you is know, that an you, article? You, was that a title to an article? Or? Yeah, and I'll let you I'll let you look into that yourself because yeah, I was I was kind of just trying to see like if she was if either of them were in the new one. And it was like why they weren't invited back. And like I said, I, I just really once I looked at, it, I was like, I don't really want to read this because um, it doesn't matter. But I it did make me wonder was it because like yeah because they just didn't hold up to their age of like like Tom Cruise looks like he could be a fucking forty year old dude in this movie, and he's what is he almost sixty in his fifties at least? Yeah. Oh yeah. He looks so, fantastic. He does. Well, so he's, he's got. The, he must have a fountain of youth in his fucking home. So he made a deal. He he gave the Faustian pact, uh, the Mephistophelian pact, or whatever. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah, he's uh, he did something dirty to keep that going. Keep it tight. Did you see that? Uh, oh, that was the one scene. So instead of doing the, I'm glad they didn't do another volleyball scene, but they did. Yeah football offense and defense at the same time two footballs that's mm-hmm. let me tell you as an old football player that's a dangerous game to play there's a lot of collisions at full speed unawares that are going to occur it'd be far worse than anything rugby related dangerous dangerous thing um but yeah he's older he's a lot he's older it's noticeable but he looks fantastic for it he really does and um but Men do better when we get old. We just do. And uh, women don't. So you better get your babies in now while you're young and hot. Because yeah. the party ends faster for you. Which is also why women don't not only mature physically far before men do, they also have to, by this necessity, mature uh, individually on a personality basis. They have to get their act together. They can't fuck around. Peter Pan complex, like myself, say, forever, because then their time will pass and their options start to recede, where my options are only growing at this point. And so, um, yours too, I suppose. You cashed in too quick, Johnny. You fucked up. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Because you're happy. That's all that matters. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, so, um, you know. It's 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 interesting. I Kelly McGillis, she wasn't invited. She probably hates Tom Cruise now or whatever. Maybe that's why she wasn't invited. I don't know. She's not the same woman that she was. She's not an appeal. She hasn't gotten work in years. Um, is she even talented as an actress anymore? She might have lost it. You know. Yeah. And yeah, and that's why I didn't really even want to go down that rabbit hole. It's like I figured it sounds really mean, but I figured they looked at. Kelly McGillis being the jiggle interest and just said it's it would not work so how do you tie that back into how do you tie that back into this new movie when you've got Tom Cruise that looks like he still fits the age of being an active duty fucking pilot in the Navy versus Kelly McGillis sorry but looks like she could actually be a grandmother in real life and I think well no, she, I think she's a lesbian but she looks like she could be a grandmother in real life so how do you say hey let's make this a, the love interest in this in this sequel it's not, the top it's, 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 it's not going to happen so good job yeah. on Jennifer Connelly why Meg Ryan didn't make it I don't know maybe it'd just be an extra expense and they you know it's probably already a pretty expensive movie in it I think I heard it took a really long time for them to get this thing done like 10 years or something they've been working uh, a long time and uh, it was important that Val Kilmer be involved. And they just couldn't make it happen. Then he got throat cancer mm. and they couldn't do it. And it was like, well, if he doesn't make it, 
like Tom Cruise put his foot down. He didn't want to make it without Val Kilmer. And so if, if Val Kilmer didn't make it, maybe he would have made it eventually anyway. But um, he would have had to go through that, that grieving period, I guess. But he survived. And so it was about, okay, well, now we got to work that in and make sure he's involved. I'm not doing this movie without him. Mm-hmm. So that put a long pause on it was just Val Kilmer's throat cancer situation. And so, um, and it was, it was very interesting how they played it in the movie because I was, the whole time I was like, they're acting like, I know they held out on, on making it and releasing it. But first of all, they made it and they held out making it because of throat cancer. They held out on releasing it because of the pandemic. It was ready to go out before the pandemic came. So they, they pushed it another two years, right? Holy and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So this has been in the making a very long time. So maybe that's why Tom Cruise looks so great because it was like fucking six years ago when he made this. Um, some of those shots, maybe, I don't know. Maybe not. Can't be. Can't be that long. I'm joking. But, um, but anyway, so uh, the, the, I remember watching like, they because they're treating it, they treated it like, because he's just texting them basically during most of the movie. And it's like treating them like, like you 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 couldn't afford the actor in the sequel so but you, he still needs to be involved so the cheap way to do it is just to have him text kind of a thing yeah so he's still involved but you don't ever have to see him and he doesn't have to be you know um but it's like i knew that they waited for him so he was going to make an appearance eventually but that's what it felt like a lot of the time but the this scene that they finally did have with him it was it was great touching mm-hmm. scene and uh yeah so that was good yeah overall really fucking good movie man definitely will buy it when it comes out um yeah it, yeah it was really like uh i don't know i i don't know the best way to sum up how i thought about it because i'm not i'm not kidding you it hit like every single i went from like why am i tearing up right now this is a fucking movie to like is something wrong with me to uh yeah this is a fucking badass scene you feel like you can like almost feel the g-force that they're feeling in the movie Uh when they're hitting some of these turns and just thinking like wow that's you you know you just average person is going to realize what a what a fighter pilot goes through um whereas like you or i jump in the back when i was we'd probably be asleep just (laughs) wake up when you land you know oh i lost him um, oh, gee, we, we're not conditioned for those type of G's. Yeah, we would lose. Right. They were, they were, t- they were going ten G forces. You know, it's just like and, insane. I don't think it's possible. I think that's not even possible. That might be Hollywood. I don't even know. I, Can I you do no ten idea. G's? I, have I, mean, no I think idea. the limit was like four or five. I have no but idea. I know, this, and... I know this though. You can condition yourself and train yourself to to withstand more G forces hmm. through through training and practice. Like, right? You ever? It's like when I went skydiving, the, when you first jump out of the plane, it's the most insane, intense rush and, and that falling sensation you've ever felt in your life for about three seconds. And then it fades away and it feels like you're floating the whole time. And then when the parachute pops out and it's essentially you're whirling around, you're still falling at pretty good rate. It, it's like probably the same amount of speed or whatever of your generic roller coaster but it feels like nothing because of what you've already went through right or right 
you get on that. I remember this, like getting on the jet ski and gassing it that first time. You feel that tightening in your stomach, right? But the next time you do it, it's a little less. It's a little less by, by within five minutes, you don't feel anything from jetting it at full speed anymore, accelerating that fast. It just kind of fades away because you're used to it. And so, I mean, that's what the astronauts do. They put them in that, uh, you seen that where they're in the, they're in that little pod where they swing it around in a circle. Yeah. Yeah. Just to get you used to the, yeah, oh God. that's just training it's, them. It's just training them to be, be able to with, withhold and withstand the G's that they're going to, that they're going to endure when they, 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 uh, uh, lift off in the rocket. So that's that is terrible. Sounds so awesome. You gradually build somebody up to withstand it. Maybe it's not so bad. And maybe that's yeah. all Tom Cruise is. We're like, well, look at he's, what he's doing. It's like, well, he's trained himself. So taking on four G's feels like nothing to him. You know? Yeah. But it does fade away. Like, if I were, it's been years. It's been over a decade now, well over a decade since I jumped out of that airplane. If I were to do it again, I, that, that, it's not like, oh, I've, it's into my muscle memory now in my mind. And I can always handle that, that amount of G's without feeling anything. It's got to be kind of in the moment, your body's in that adrenaline feeling to be able to do that too, I think. I don't know. No, I, I think you're probably right. Yeah, it's like a lot of that stuff is perishable skills, man. Shooting, you know, I, I've, I've wondered recently because I've kind of missed riding dirt bikes and motocross. But if I went and jumped on a motocross bike, I wouldn't go on a on a track with 60 foot jumps and be like, well, see you later. It's like, no, I've got <laughs> a kid and a wife now. It's like, I'm probably going to get hurt. It's something you got to get reacquainted with. I think, unless you're just it's something you've done your whole life and never, never let off of it. Right. I, yeah. Um, well, obviously as you get older, especially when you have a family, you gotta, you gotta put those childish things aside and consider them. You don't risk yourself like that. You don't jump off bridges anymore. I used to roam around the neighborhood with my arms up, pretending I was a dinosaur. And I lost it. That brothers. That brothers. <laughs> I lost it. Only the cats feared me. Cats yeah. feared me. And they were my dad kids said, hey, Dale. All... Or it was it, hey, uh, hey, hey, Bobby. Time to get to fucking school or whatever. Get a job. <laughs> I, told myself, to put- I go to medical school I told myself I'd go to medical school I'd practice, I'd pra- I'd, I'd practice medicine for a little while and then I'd go back to it <laughs> but then he never did <laughs> Peter Pan said, man. Peter Pan he said, it's time to put childish things aside only he didn't say that he said it's time to go get a fucking job <laughs> uh, or quit acting like a dinosaur go get a fucking job <laughs> Uh, yeah well, yeah you, you, you think about him doing that through high school right or <laughs> when he's in his 20s oh well yeah great movie man it really uh, uh you could definitely see there was a lot of passion a lot of really good um you have a favorite uh, scene you have a favorite scene or part yeah my my probably my hardest erection was um was when Maverick John Ham takes over as a new CEO or whatever mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. after uh, Iceman dies. Yeah, uh-huh. and he's like, "You're done. You're never flying again." And Tom Cruise comes cruising in, 
on the monitor calls yeah. himself in for the for the exercise and just like, i'm doing like, it anyway yeah and, yeah and it's like hits the timer and just fucking jams through it they have that to was see probably the that coolest. it can be done to believe it they have to see yeah. that it can be done first but that was my favorite part too actually that was yeah, a, yeah that was, was a so jack i was so jacked for that was yeah like, yeah because that was the a moment six. where all hope is lost it's the moment of all hope is lost and then he had to do something truly heroic and badass that because we were watching it like that's impossible we're all watching it like what he's calling is fucking impossible and and it's like why isn't he is like they they built that up so he wouldn't attempt it himself and show that it could be done and they saved that moment for then for when all hope is lost like here we're just going to go and do this mission and yeah people are probably going to die but we have to make sacrifices to uh um to save the world essentially and um, the, the way to get out of there safely isn't real. And then Maverick comes in there and shell. We just blew it. We just, that's a spoiler. That's a spoiler. Oh, that was a spoiler. But it's it all right, man. We gave, we gave a disclaimer it. about it because, yeah, that was, yeah, that was hands down the best part of the movie was that that was a super sick scene of just he comes in, fucking rocks it, and it's, yeah. Well, it's also really cool. the maneuvers they were pulling off were so studly and, and badass and sexy. It was like insane. But uh, yeah, yep. So, yep. Best best movie I've seen in a long time. So I'm glad you held me accountable to go watch it. And I I missed the the opening the opening credits that whole part when they had the Kenny Loggins Danger Zone playing. I missed that. I came in it towards the end. I had to get my popcorn ready and my hot dog. I got a hot dog and a Coke. Well, you got to go early, man. Juju beans. I did not get juju beans. You were in the bathroom looking for a glory hole when you're missing the. You didn't really miss much. It was kind of like the. Uh, it kind of copied the beginning. It got me. It got me in the mood. I was like, oh fuck yeah, you know, like Danger Zone's playing. They're on the fucking carrier. He's showing the jets take off on the carrier. That's super badass. Like, oh yeah, yeah. America. America. Do. Yeah. Yeah. The movie also did a good job of paying more respects to the Navy this go around. Cause I was even thinking about watching, I'm like, I don't know. Like, is that really the signs they make on? I've never been on an aircraft carrier besides the, the Midway, which is a museum in San Diego. You can go on, but I'm like, yeah, I don't know if that's like the real lingo and signs they do where they. So what were you in. traveling around on around the world when you were navying about? And did you fly to get to Europe or did they put you on a boat? I flew to Europe. On a right? They put you on a banana boat to Spain. <laughs> I, yes, yeah, Spanish I flew to you. Make fun of you for coming over on a banana boat when you got to call on a banana boat, okay? I am a, I am a diplomatic refugee. Oh, I am Scarface, a military. Huh? I am a military uh, <laughs> personnel. Scarface. Um, yeah, Scarface. Yeah. We should. Were you, ser- were you serious? Wait, you serious? They didn't. You didn't. You didn't take a boat to Europe. You didn't do a transatlantic. They put you no. On I fucking airplane? yeah. I fucking flew. I that's flew. That's not most, very navy. That's I not flew, very navy of them at all. Well, that's you, why it's you flew that's, commercial. You flew commercial. <laughs> that's why the navy's funny, is because yeah, you think everybody's going to be on a boat, but not all the time, man. But uh, no, I flew most most everywhere I went on either milit wow. or uh, yeah on military or civilian aircraft. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I've actually so never even been. Commercial. I've never been out to sea on a naval ship, ever. Not even once. Holy fuck! What's the fucking point of joining the navy then? 
to it was all still... about going to sea and fucking each other. All the guys fucking each other, of course. <laughs> Giving you uh, nothing, to see nothing, nothing gay to see here. Uh, yeah. You had a lot of gay experiences in the Navy, right? I mean, that's... No, I did not. Like you join in the first place. I, that's when I knew you were gay. You know when I knew you were gay? Because <laughs> of all the military branches, you decided to join the Navy. That's when I knew you were gay. <laughs> I, I, oh, I know you gay. You once made a spinach dip out of a bread bowl. Oh, it was a, it was a... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know you're gay because you, you're gay and you can tell other gay people. <laughs> You have a bumper. You suck cock because you suck. You have a you have a bumper sticker that says "I like balls in my mouth." <laughs> balls. <right. laughs> okay, we've uh, we've hit critical let's, mass. For let's call time. it, man. Well, that was fun. I'm super stoked to saw that movie. It was fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, Tom Cruise made me feel like I was a kid again watching my childhood hero. So yeah. thank you, yeah. thank you, Mister Tom Cruise. Thank you, Tom uh, Cruise. And uh, yeah, thanks for holding me accountable, man. Because I almost skipped it. I thought, man, I'm fucking don't ever want to go to a movie theater again. And when I saw it, I'm like, oh yeah, you have to see this in theaters. You can't watch this on a fucking TV with no that. surround sound. I respect sound. that they didn't. All, they did not offer a streaming option for this movie when they released it. They said only in theaters. I res- I mean, they were right. They held it. They held it to its uh, to that standard. But yeah. anyways, end it. End it, Johnny all right man well good chatting with you dude thanks everybody that listened to this hope we didn't ruin the movie for you and until next time enjoy your clams cocksuckers